That's a great shot, Lex. Did you drop your dive line? <laughs> no, come on, you guys, come on. Now, that's the smaller one. This is the smaller one here. You can kind of see how it's zigging around. Yeah, whatever it is. I'm telling you what it is. You're just not hearing me. Now, Lindsay, you... There is something down there. Something not us. You could be more specific. Something that zigs. Not us. Not human. Get it? Something non-human, but intelligent. A non-terrestrial intelligence. A non-terrestrial intelligence. Yes. NPIs. Oh, man, that's better than UFOs. Oh, but that works too, huh? Underwater flying objects. We talking little space friends here? You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Guess who's back? Back again. Buzzkill's back. Taylor's friend. Hey, Jay, we're back. Hey, what's <laughs> up, guys? <laughs> what's going on, guys? It is uh, episode 151. Welcome to the Buzzkill podcast, where today we're three years in the abyss. What's ooh, ooh, is it someone new here? <laughs> <laughs> I told you this is uh, going into the fourth year. This is. This is what you're going to get from James. And our, our listenership... This is my new podcast voice. <laughs> our listenership just died. Oh, no. <laughs> Took a dive. What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. I'm Justin. And, uh, yeah, we're entering our fourth year of podcasting. Weird, man. Right? Podcastery. Podcastery. Ooh, I like that. Ooh. We dabble We dabble in the fine arts of podcastery. Podcastery. <laughs> We uh, we actually thought we were gonna miss our anniversary because we took a week off. Mm. I'm like, of course, we're, we had to take a week off on our three year anniversary. But as it turns out, literally today, tonight, the day that we are recording this is the exact day that we posted our very first episode. Mm-hmm. So uh, look at that, we didn't miss shit. It's just really special, isn't it? We're just that good, mm-hmm. so special. We did nothing for it. <laughs> That's how special. We're not it is. talking about a special movie. We're not playing any special games. We're, you know what though? We're literally doing nothing. I'm with my special people. Aw. Aw. Right? You're wearing a special hat. I am. I mean, I'm wearing a hat. You don't, you don't wear a hat. You don't wear hats for very podcast. Often, so. oh, there you go. For podcast. Ah, for podcast. Right. Uh, it, yeah, I thought it's, it was for prick, but then it clicked what it was actually for. <laughs> it's weird. I haven't worn hats in like a long, long time. Yeah. So I'm getting back into it, and it's so nice to not have to do my damn hair every day. <laughs> it's it really is. I should have gotten more into hats a I'm, long time ago. I'm not used to it though, and and uh, I've never seen you in a ball cap before. I used to wear like you used to wear like a uh, um, the hell do you call them like a driver's cap mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. So. I've seen that a lot. <laughs> I was going to say a sombrero. It's not a sombrero. <laughs> no, definitely not. I've, I, I don't think I've ever seen you in a ball cap. And I mean this, I don't mean this as an insult. You look like you're 12. <laughs> you do. 
<laughs> you look like a little boy. <laughs> Take that beer away from that child. Hey, thanks, hey, thanks James. Um, yeah, man. Come on, man. I no, I like the hat. I, I like the hat. It looks good on you. It's just I, you look 12. Well, whenever, that's, that's a good thing. Like it, We're at the age where if you do something that makes you look a little bit younger, it's a good thing. Well, I mean, it, you look 100% younger with a hat on because you can't tell that you're balding. <laughs> that's why, That's why, James, I keep Such going and uh, I go sit in elementary school classrooms and I just go grab a desk and I sit in there. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel younger, you know? And they're like, the totally. fuck is this and old man sitting in our class? Call the cops. And this is why Jay is no longer allowed 50 feet from any elementary schools. Hello, fellow youths. <laughs> What's that from? Mm. Oh, well, there's the hello, I think, hello, fellow kids. No, it, it was uh, uh, it? Steve Buscemi yes, it, on uh, 30 Rock, I believe. Was it 30 Rock? 30 Rock? I've seen it, though, and I've not seen a lot of 30 Rock. What the <clears> hell was it? I, <clears throat> it was definitely Steve Buscemi. Yeah, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. I don't Hello, know who, I don't Hello fellow kids. <laughs> he's got like the ba- the backwards ball cap on. He's carrying a skateboard, but he looks. <laughs> Steve Buscemi has looked like he's in his mid sixties since he was like fifteen. Yeah, fifteen years <laughs> old. So. <laughs> That's mean. It's weird though when you when you wear a hat that is not your local sports team. Everybody has to question you about it. Does like, people do, are people like oh, giving yeah. you side everyone, eyes and stuff? Everyone. It's just weird. Well, is, fucking, is that uh, Pirates? Yeah, Pittsburgh Pirates. Pittsburgh okay. Pirates. I actually bullshit. thought it, I thought it was like a, an elementary school baseball team. You get you. They were, that's what it reminded oh, sure, me of. The, the, the Panthers. From, they were like, well, yeah. When the you Panthers. Were, when I was on the, baseball. I, you know, I was on the Panthers when I was in T-ball. Cool. Yeah, we were this, dope. This, dude. Is, this is actually <laughs> this is a T-ball hat. It's from uh, Butt City, Michigan Pirates. That's. It's not. That's not a place, as far as I know. Oh, it's a place. Is Butt City a real place? Someone just redid the. There has the, to be uh, a B U T T E like boot. Oh, butte. Butte. There has to be right. Well, there's a Butte City, Utah. Let's get Butte City, Utah <laughs> Pirates. Here we go. There you have it. <laughs> Someone just redid uh, a Michigan. The, the, uh, <laughs> it just it just clicked. It just clicked that Slow you're going for Butte Pirates. <laughs> they uh they took the pure Michigan thing that uh tim allen does if you ever if you're not a michigander you might not you if you're close to michigan you might know what these are because they try to get people to travel here with these commercials of, right of course um but they took it and they redid it with all uh, the the amazing landmarks here in michigan so they have the the big fist downtown they got the new golden butthole up in sterling heights <laughs> and then so, somewhere else they had this big silo and uh it's somewhere canton or uh, dundee or something where it was a silo that oh, looked like a, a the big brick penis dick. it's the, the brick, brick dick, dick. It's, <laughs> an Ips- it's an ipsilani yeah, yeah. oh ipsilani i okay, used to live go. just on the street from it of course you did i can see, see it from my balcony I would, I would walk out onto my balcony with morning wood and just stare just at the brick dick while scenic, i was sipping on my coffee <laughs> and they, they combined them all and did the tim allen theme it, it was entertaining a little bit uh just on uh, along that same line if you want to hear somebody do uh the tim allen pure michigan commercials even oh. even better than that you can listen to our what was it episode gosh was that oh 18 yeah it was it was early because we were doing the intro still we're yeah. already reminiscing about the past we should save a lot of this stuff for the end of the episode though well this, this is all just kind of naturally flowing he's already talking about pure michigan so it's it's that's right fair. that i bring it up that's did fair. we stop doing the intros those skits in the intro at episode 18 um and it seems no, like it was around seems, there though, seems that was like one we, of the last ones we did i think i think that was the last one it, was, um, it definitely not. was you could only die so many times james i mean don't oh, get me wrong i loved killing him but. uh no you know what the last <laughs> one that we ever did was with Vito. Was, was uh, the Pints of Darkness, John Carpenter retrospective. And what came after that one? Shape of Drunk to Come, number oh, one. Oh, you're right, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, 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 we did it with Alex, because he <clears> erased <throat> you. 
he was doing Photoshop and he was like erasing parts of you and we <laughs> Yeah, dude, that was episode nine. You said you said Stranger by Strange by Design, yeah. the first Strange by Design episode was episode nine. Oh, what'd you say the one after the uh, one after Michigan one was? There was uh there was the Michigan one that we did and then we did one with uh your wife. Sarah, remember yeah. when she came and sat in? She did I one, do. and then yep. we did one one more with Vito, and I think that was the last one we no ever shit. did. No shit! Wow. Was yeah. the uh, the Michigan one? Uh, did we ever do just Michigan themed horror movies? That, I think that's was when that, that was. Is that, that what that was? No, no, no. That was, was that unrelated. That was called Tree Sheets to the Wind. I think it was about woods because we did uh, the Hallow. Well, we did do the uh, yeah. Okay, we did okay, do because right, we did uh, It Follows and uh, uh, Scream Four, Scream Four, and uh, uh, Elise, the Elise Asylum. Eloise. Eloise. Oh, Eloise. Yeah. Eloise. yeah, we did Eloise. Did we actually? No, that was that was pre-format. That, no, was, that, that was, was that was before we watched all the same movies. Yeah, we, it's uh, the we mur- were just riffing and you know lots of different movies. Sure, right. so mur- we're due for another Michigan episode. The Murder Mitten. That was Mitten. episode thirty-six. It's a great name. I don't think that are, are there more Michigan-based lots, horror movies. Lots. Are there? Because oh, I yeah. thought we had a hard time coming up with. No, actually, I did Not watch Eloise. More. I did. Yeah, I watched it. I know you did. Okay. <laughs> I we think got, I watched it with you. Hey, well, we you, got a, we got a bunch of other states where we could theme up some, uh, you know, uh, we got New York got, based horror. This we got forty eight of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think your math is Get wrong. Get out of here, nah. Mike. Fifty seven nah. is the number. <laughs> oh, oh, we're yeah. Brock, right? Brock said fifty seven. And I think he's right about everything. <laughs> what? You don't remember when Barack Obama said that there was 57 states? No. Yeah. Uh, that happened. I just pulled that out of my golden butthole. No. I didn't even know that happened. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the president of the United States said that there was 57 states. Are you sure? I think Trump did the same thing, actually. I think he, he said there was have. like 52. I think he said there was 52 or something uh, like that. I, I, don't I, don't know. Know. I don't know. I don't know about that. Our just... leaders are stupid but They're people. not in a straight line, stupid. so when he's probably counting the map, he counted a couple of them a couple times, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this, that, Maine, Ohio, this, uh, New York, well, these Ohio. Are, uh... These ones are both squares, so they must be the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Lord God. have mercy. Right. Okay. Well, uh, hey, what'd you guys do in the past couple of weeks? Uh, well, we didn't uh, have a show last week because right. the three of us... Once again, did something together, which oh. is a rarity these days. Let's be honest. It's fun too. It was super fun, and yeah. thanks to you, it was even better. Hell yeah! <laughs> this this chum over here paid for way more expensive tickets, and we took advantage of it. I'm glad you didn't put the P on the end of that. What? Because you would have called me a chump. No, chump. The, the P's on your hat. Why it's yellow? Um. No, uh, we went to go see the Smashing Pumpkins, which, mm. uh, which I know there are uh, some of our our, our listeners, mindless um, um, <coughs> genius, uh, who does not uh, <clears throat> care for the Smashing Pumpkins. He uh, said so as much in one of our comments. I don't think it was mindless genius, was it? Pretty sure it was. I thought it was Chaos Manus. Was it Chaos Manus? I don't know. I know man. they were both in the same thread. You you better you gotta get your shit, I, I you right your shit I, straight before you start calling people out. Like, I think you might, I'm right. You might be losing fans I, I, here. I think I'm right. I don't um, know. Before we continue, it'll be in the corrections. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Point is, we went to go see the Smashing Pumpkins, which, in in my opinion, not only are they one of my favorite bands of all time, but uh, I, I think was I right? You were, it was mindless genius. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. We still love you, buddy. Yeah, we do. We, we can still be, like, like I said on that thread, we can still be friends. But um. <laughs> I think that the Smashing Pumpkins are, quite honestly, one of the greatest bands to come out of that entire period of music, uh, of like the '90s alternative grunge, whatever you want to call it. You know, like for sure they no they they, they are, and uh, even though they're getting a little older, they still put on a hell of a show. Dude, I don't I 
I don't think that I knew that Billy like I've I've listened to the pumpkin listened to the pumpkins <clears throat> for years, but I don't think I ever really realized that um Billy Corgan was as accomplished on guitar. Like, oh, he's amazing, dude. Yeah, he's really, really he good. He fucking rips. I'll dude. take it one step further than you. I never knew that he held a guitar live. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? I, I've never really watched any of their live stuff. I've just always enjoyed, you know, listening to uh, the music. The, the music videos so that's he even, does. That's even a tastier surprise. I, I was then. like, when he came out with the first song, I'm like, oh, cool, he's playing a guitar. He'll, he'll have it down for the next one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you, the whole thought, show. you thought, oh, that's cute. This singer's got a guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a lot of their music videos, too, they don't do as many like live shots. As mm. a lot of other bands do, they do some. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, like right. Zero does and just some other ones. But like most of it, though, it's like storytelling type videos. Yeah, and so they're not playing their instruments sure. a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can I can totally understand that. But yeah, dude, Billy Corgan's amazing. Uh, he's he, and he's just he's a weird dude. He's an odd duck, super super odd duck. Super but odd uh, duck. but he's he's incredible and he is like when you think of rock stars, like the, he's one of one of on the upper tier of, of the that upper echelon you yes. know what i don't i <laughs> aaron brought this to my attention and uh on, i think on the way home and and she goes do you know how many beautiful like a-list celebrity women he's been with and yeah, i go courtney love i go really <laughs> i go really i like really billy corgan really and she goes yes yeah. so she pulls up a list of like his ex-girlfriends dude yeah. like all of the like all of the most beautiful women from the 90s and Courtney Love, Bridget Nielsen, who else? What? Was he actually with Bridget Nielsen? <laughs> oh, I don't think no. so. <laughs> no, like um like like now I can't think of any, but like girls that you would not think would go for Billy Corgan. Well, this is good this is good news for you because he's bald, he got chicks. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all set, I think. We're wearing those sweet <laughs> pumps. <laughs> well, um uh, I'm looking up a list right now to see if I can. Uh, that's not a good way to start, Lisa. <laughs> Lisa Marie <laughs> Pl- Presley. <laughs> There's actually a. This is actually a, a, a an article called "The Many Loves of Billy Corgan." <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, okay. someone's jealous. Uh, he used to look like uh, like Hunter from AFI, which is weird because AFI opened, opened for, for them. Um, not not the best I've seen AFI. I'll be no, honest. No, no, it and, was and and. I, I enjoyed Noel Gallagher's High Flying and the High Flying Birds or mm-hmm. his, and his High Flying Birds, however you say the name. Yeah. Um, I don't know that they were right for that show, though. Um, you know, they were good. Don't get me wrong. I liked them. But they, it was and a, they played some Oasis, which is always always a good thing. It was an interesting uh, it was an interesting lineup you could, between you, AFI and them. Yeah. And then, AFI does not thrive in arena shows, though. That's one thing that I picked up from this. Like, they need smaller club type areas so the the one the one girl that i'm i'm honing in on here is uh yeah he's been with courtney love but uh jessica simpson like, oh yeah i remember that yeah. that's that's bizarre the, not that this girl is like an a-list celebrity but tila tequila you remember her i do <laughs> he was with tila tequila a shot of love with tila tequila man <laughs> I, um, I never watched that i feel like there's way i feel like there's way more but i can't find any of oh, them oh this so. list is nowhere near as as good as you made it sound yeah, you yeah, while, while, while he's rambling you mentioned the uh the oasis in that um with the when they played the first oasis song yeah the the cam was on the drummer's eyes mm-hmm. and he rolled his eyes oh, are you in serious the camera, and it's like it, 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 like oh people want just want to hear this stuff not our new stuff and it's like uh, there comes a point where you have to realize that yeah it's awesome you're doing new stuff but when you're doing a show like that the fans are going to want to hear stuff that they're familiar with well, you know i think noel gallagher gets it though sure you know what i mean 
Like yeah. he knows he knows the score. Well, that's why he plays them though. Yeah. You know, like and and not everybody knows the new band. So if you want to get fans interactive, like oh I know this song, they get into it and they might get into your other stuff a little bit more too. Right. Um. Actually, Billy Corgan, the Pumpkins, they were notorious for not playing a lot of their hits. Mm-hmm. Uh. When I I've seen them four times now. Um, the first time I saw him, they were on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. I was out in L.A. 11 years ago. The Pepsi stage. The Pepsi stage. And uh, so when you're on a show like that, you know, when you're on TV, you do typically play the shows, you play the hits. Yeah. And that was a really truncated show. I think they only played for like 45 minutes. But the second time I saw him was in uh, in Detroit. And they did a, it was like a psychedelic tour. Yeah. They played basically all stuff off of like Gish mm-hmm. and like B-sides mm-hmm. and like weird songs. You they The only song that people like really knew like any hits mm-hmm. was the encore and it was bullet with butterfly wings really that's the only song they played that they, most people would know they played all of them at this show well and then the third time i saw them which was last year it was almost a year to the date uh to the week actually when me and my brother saw them last year um and when they reformed when james james eha rejoined the band mm-hmm. jimmy chamberlain billy corgan and you know uh when they basically got the band back together uh he had sort of this weird revelation where he realized that you know, all these years, he's like, these are my songs. I'm going to play what I want to play. Yeah. I am the person, this and that. And he realized, you know, that, you know, these songs don't entirely belong to him. They belong to the people that grew up with them, the people that have memories with them, the people that, you know, like that's the reason that the people are there. Right. And he kind of came to this weird realization. He finally, like, broke his stupid rock star ego. Yeah. And started realizing that, you know... And it and honestly, and he's like, back I, to being weirdo Billy Corgan. Where I was going to say, like, like he looks makeup like, and he wears like a dress on yeah, stage. Yeah, he looks like awesome. he has. He looks like he has fun. Like he yeah. was met. Like even for like five minutes after they ended the show, he was like up on stage messing around with Which the crowd. Which was and weird because I've never seen him like that. Yeah. Like he's usually way more reserved. <clears throat> he's good on stage, but he's much more reserved. And he was just kind of being like a kooky weird dude. Hey, he's man. back, baby. He's back. <laughs> he's back. <laughs> he's back. <laughs> so, other than the uh, the, uh, the 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 chaos, why, why chaos. am I saying that? Chaos. Smashing. Pop- I mean, it was oh. kind of chaos, right? Oh, I was gonna. <laughs> I, I know. I know why. Why I said that. I was wondering the. Uh, we brought up the 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 Instagram handle. Yeah. Of our of our our fan. Chaos Mantis. Say, saying fan seems weird. Doesn't that say doesn't that seem weird? Our Instagram friend. friend. Yeah, our friend. <laughs> uh Chaos Man is yeah. I don't is it man is or man is? Well, just let us know. When you listen to this, let man us know. Man is chaos. That's man, what that's Well, it. that's kind of what I'm like chaos man is. You know what I mean? But uh anyway, <laughs> the very troglodyte way of saying man. that. <laughs> chaos man is. Uh, <laughs> did you guys do anything else over the past couple of uh, weeks? No, not really. I just lived. Right on, right I, on. I uh, <laughs> I was flipping through channels to the oldies station, oldies 104.3 yeah, that plays were. like songs from the 50s, 60s, 70s-ish and they oh, had yeah. Alanis Morissette on there, so that was cool. <laughs> I love I, I love Alanis Morissette, okay? Well, yeah, who the hell does? I've been looking for Jagged Little Pill on vinyl for a while and I can't seem to find it. Really? I I've just been looking at record stores. I oh. could get it online if I wanted to. Oh, but sure. But that's the, that's the hint. It, but I love Alanis Morissette. I love Alanis Morissette on 89X. <laughs> Not on oldies 104.3. <laughs> that's that's true. I'm old. True. I, I'm isn't, old. Isn't it ironic? Um, <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> uh, yeah. We were... I, I, I was supposed... Am I the only one? I know I've said this to you before. Am I the only one that thought the lyric in that one Alanis Morissette was the cross-eyed bear you gave to me. Am I the only one that thought that? Um, just you and other stupid people. <laughs> I didn't realize when until you, very recently. When you revealed that information to me, I almost died of happiness. 
because of how stupid you made yourself I out to be. I never realized she said the cross I bear you gave. I never realized she said the, the cross hell? I bear. I thought she said, because the cross I bear because she was dating. That song was about Dave Couillet yeah. from Full or from. Uh, uh, so you thought he was just. Un- yeah, you thought House. he was Uncle Joey all the time. So I, he was gonna give her a cross eyed bear. He's a comedian. Yes, he would give her a cross eyed bear. Like that's, that's so it stupid. made sense in my head. Oh, you stupid and person. The, the best part is that everybody from now on that's listening to this though is gonna hear that and only hear cross-eyed bear well everybody's listened to that song and heard that and thought like oh that that would be funny if that's what she was saying but it's not (laughs) Uh, i was supposed to have a busy couple of weeks i was supposed to well i ended up still having kind of a busy couple of weeks but we were supposed to go up to bad axe to visit my folks and then my daughter got sick really sick right beforehand so we didn't do that so i ended up starting a new uh show on netflix which was cool oh uh peaky blinders killing Pe- peaky blinders Pe- peaky blinders it's like it's kind of it's kind of scratching the uh the sons of anarchy itch except for if you like england in 1919 which i do that's cool. jolly old england well, jolly old. speaking of watching things i know this intro is exceptionally long uh, today dude, we're only talking about hey, one movie tonight, one movie. so yeah we can do um, whatever the hell we want uh, if we had the um, movies that make Micah douche lined up, this I, this would be one of those moments. <laughs> Why? I finally watched, for the very, very first time, Scarface. Scarface. I had never seen Scarface before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched it, and I have two thoughts. My thought number one is that all of these dudes that go around thinking they're hard-ass Tony Montana guys, right? Yeah. Convinced they've never watched that entire movie through and through <laughs> because those kind of movies will not... Or those kind of people, in my in my estimation, and yes, I'm judging, will not sit through three hours of expose. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think they have it in them because that's what that movie is. The fuck you talking about? Number two, what the fuck is that accent that Al Pacino is doing? It is not Cuban. I tell you that is not Cuban. You're a fucking cockroach. <laughs> it sounds man. awful. I don't understand what he's doing. You sound like a fucking cockroach right now, man. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Gina. <clears throat> but uh, I did like it though. Uh, I don't, I'm not gonna say that it's like the greatest movie ever. Like some people will say, oh, I liked it. Though. I thought it was yeah. good. Yeah, you had I another story. thought about I like, it. I didn't know if you were planning on sharing that oh. or not, or if that's something you're making on your own. But um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Why has there never been a parody movie or a porn movie? You know, you know, whatever. Called Scarf Face. Scarface. <laughs> Scarface. Just scarf that thing down, man. <laughs> oh Why is it? Or you just got a guy that eats a whole bunch, or a guy that covers his face in a scarf, like a racer head. Oh, so it's like it's, it's so it's two it's two battling uh, like um, kingpins. And one is scar- Scarf Face, who eats everything in sight. And the other is Scarf Face, who has a scarf wrapped around his face. Are you cold, man? It's, it's not even winter out here. That is a, a nice fo- scarf, though. A scarf, <laughs> um, Oh, dude, wait, hold on. Actually, speaking of porn... They, there was just, nice there was just a story today that uh, so there's like this series of tunnels underneath Las Vegas. They're like um, they're like uh, they're they're meant for Las Vegas gets like no rain, but in the event that they do get rain, I suppose that these tunnels are built so that they won't ever have any flash floods. Mm-hmm. 
and there's just hundreds of people who live under the city. Um, it's probably all the people you get cars from on the street. That's where they. <laughs> that's where they come up. Yeah, from. they come up out of the ground. But there was so this this they do. They this crew this crew from the UK came over to do a documentary about it, mm-hmm. and one of the people that they found down there, living down there for the past couple of years, is it's one Tony of the, Montana is one of the most famous porn stars from like the two thousands. Guy or girl? She, uh, girl. She was. She... Was it Sylvia Saint? No. Oh. <laughs> I said two thousands, not nineteen ninety four. No, she. Her. Her name was. Uh, her porn name was Jenny Lee. Okay. I'm not familiar with her work. And she's. She's. So she's lived down there for like three years now. Why? I don't know. Like on purpose. Well, she's like, like, is she, she homeless or is she? She's homeless, but she says she doesn't really want anything else like she's like everything i need i i have down here all the people are amazing to each other it's like a little community Hmm. that they've they they built down there and everybody is just cool with it and she's like this is all i need all these people are great i have everything that i've got food i've got water in midian that's that's, (laughs) sort of yeah that's what i'm thinking or 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 in the marrow it's it's the las vegas marrow yeah Except for for way more sad. (laughs) uh, I was going to say, I don't want to see any of the the creatures that live in the marrow doing porn, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'd watch it. I would. I still would. (laughs) I got a new creature feature. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Uh, We we got one last thing. I'm sorry, Jay, yes. Uh, Well, I had a last thing, too. We we got two last things. Go ahead, James. Uh, No, I was just going to say, because I did have a busy couple of weeks, we ended up going to an Airbnb on the beach Mm. over in Carsonville, Michigan. You literally had... Literally, yeah. Bonfire on the beach. Oh man, I was, I was, I was very jealous of that. It was only the second time I've ever done a bonfire on the beach. I've and never it was done. Quite lovely. Um, it was it was me, my wife, our kids, our uh, her brother, his wife, their child, and then our our uh, my two in laws. Mm. And a uh, couple of days right on the beach. Woke up at uh, six thirty both mornings. Went out on the out on the beach and watch the sun come up as the kids were wading around in the water. It was beautiful. Nice, nice. So anyway, like a relaxing what do you, time, man. Yeah, man. It was very nice, very nice. Yeah. Uh, so I saved this for you guys. I wanted to tell you earlier because I I remembered something that I used to do and it just clicked that oh I could do this right. So I've done mm-hmm. weird things like the ABCs super fast in reverse yeah. on the show before and that. Yeah. So so I'm gonna entertain you guys with this. I I, I can sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." Okay. Do you know, are you familiar with that song? Yes. But I, <laughs> I can too. But I can start on any word that you want me to start on. Okay. But sing it from the melody from the top. All right. So, hold so, on. so super on ball game. And or, this is this is good because he's wearing a Pittsburgh Pirates <clears throat> oh, hat, so this all kind of works with the, with the, it. Kind of works. Okay. So you want to so you want to do, do the whole thing? Yeah. So just, just pick a no. Just, oh. Oh, oh, the song. Yeah. Take me out to the ball game. Everyone knows that, right? Yeah. 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 So I'm going to do that. Okay. Instantly, you're going to do it with no delay? Yeah, go ahead. Just tell me which word you want me to start on. Like if you want me to start on ball game, on Cracker Jacks, on whatever. The second take. The second take. So take me out to the ball game. Start on that one. Yeah. Okay. This is a whole. You just th- take me out to the park, buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I ever get back for it's roo 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 for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame for it's one two three strut. Oh shit! I skipped, <laughs> I skipped a word. <laughs> one more time. Here we go. Take me out to the park, buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I ever get back for it's roo 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 for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame for it's one two three strikes. You're out at the old ball game. Take me out to the old ball. Dude. Wow. That's- <laughs> 
Park was supposed to be the last word, but it's close that enough. Was, that was not what I was expecting. When you said that, you could, I thought you were just gonna like. I thought you were, I was gonna go from the sake, second take, and you were gonna be like, "Take me out to the crowd, buy me some pizza, cracker jack." And I was like, "That's, That's not that impressive." <laughs> that was awesome. It was close, but I messed it up. It was wrong. How did you? So how did you discover this amazing transition? How did you discover this amazing talent? What What happened in your life that you discovered? <laughs> We, we actually I think we had a substitute teacher in like high school that was like hey guys I got this Taylor check this out and I was like I could do that shit <laughs> and then I forgot about it until today that was but, I'm, but I'm actually genuinely is a man of a thousand talents I'm it's, genuinely impressed right now so pra- really cool. practice on your own and you'll be able to start on anywhere it's actually really easy so but since that was wrong and I messed up want to um, speak of some other things that were horribly wrong in there Yes, Jay. Hey. Or are we not there yet? Jay's, no, we're there. We're Jay's, there. Jay's oh, we're just there. hitting it with all the hot cues tonight. Let's, all right. Let's get into some hot cues and, and corrections. And corrections. <laughs> stupid! You're so stupid! All right. Uh, we have lots. Oh, lots of corrections. <laughs> uh, from the last two weeks, though. We got two weeks worth of... Well, no. We only have one week. And, we uh, took off two weeks. There and we these, these come courtesy of... Uh, Vito. Uh, most most all of them Vito? from Vito and then one from me. Oh, okay. I so, got a couple, too. Oh, Jim, for fuck's sake. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, from veto number one, uh, Brad Dorff's favorite Chucky movie is no longer Bride. It is actually Curse. He says so as much on the Curse special features. Really? Yes. Well. So, granted, we didn't know that yeah, yet. Yeah, we didn't have that but, information uh, yet. Let's so. just, just put it out there. Uh, the Hitchcock set that came out uh, two weeks ago that we were talking about. I think, I said it's, that I think it, it's pronounced Hitchhock. Sorry, the Hitchhock <laughs> set. Uh, I said that it was uh, that there was the Red Velvet set, but this was better because it has different movies in it. Yeah. Uh, Vito was like, uh, nope, it's the exact same set, uh, same exact movies, just no TV episodes. Oh, so none okay. of the Hitchhock presents. Whoa. Whoa. I'm not used to this hat. I'm, I'm brimming everything <laughs> like a platypus. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the Mystic Museum that I was talking about last week, um, it's actually a store. There actually is like an actual storefront, and there's a separate area in the back that they do all the exhibits and all that stuff. So it's not like it's a museum outright. Mm-hmm. So I, I had said that it was. I guess it's not. Mike okay. just, I, I guess Vito just wanted me to, to promote the Mystic Museum and go buy stuff. That's, I guess, I don't know. That's fair. Um, Freddy's Glove. This is embarrassing. Freddy's Glove is an Evil Dead 2, not Evil Dead. Oh, did you say mm, Evil Dead? I did. It was quick. It was a slip oh. of the tongue. And then also uh, Tom Savini. Oh, this is one of mine. Oh, we'll Actually, let me do this yeah, one because you're the one that got it wrong. <laughs> uh, I said that Tom Savini is uh, is not a normal human because he's like 70 and he's jacked. And then you go, I think he's like 60. I said in his 60s. Uh, I, think you, I think you actually 60 said 60. And, yeah, well, whatever. He's 72. 72. And jacked. And so, jacked. So, yeah, he's not a normal human. Um, also, there is no movie called. Uh, this is another one for you. Oh. There is no movie called Attack of the Killer Condom. There is, however, a movie called Killer Condom. Oh, okay. Um, and a, a little interesting tidbit: the creative consultant. I watched the trailer for this movie. It looks like absolute, like glorious trash. <laughs> um, the creative consultant for the movie Killer Condom. H.R. Geiger. That does not shock me the at all. The H.R. Geiger. not shock me <laughs> That's at all. so weird. <laughs> Next week's episode. <laughs> safe sex. Um, all right, so James. Yeah. Speaking of safe sex. Yeah. What are we safely drinking tonight? Ah, uh, 
I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ooh, don't tip it too much. Don't tip it too much. Oh yeah, it's open. It's open. Well, I, We're letting it breathe. Dude, I I know my I know I have very good bottle awareness. I'm. Oh, do you? I'm fine. Uh, okay, so <laughs> from. This was a long time coming. This was a long time coming. Uh, from our buddy, for our this came from Kyle, right? Yes. Our yes, buddy it Kyle. was a gift to me that got left at John's house, and then he gave it to you guys, and then you said, hey, you don't get to drink this. We're using it on the show. And I said, all right. <laughs> Kyle but now is, you get to drink it. Kyle, I know. Kyle, I planned on using it anyway for the show. So I think I can speak for everybody in this room. Kyle's one of my favorite people in the entire world. He's okay. I've met a lot of people. <laughs> I've met most people. Kyle's one of the best ones of them. He's literally like the nicest guy there is out yeah, there. It's ridiculous. Like, oh, maybe even nicer than you. Oh, by far. And, you're the, and I thought you were the nicest person I knew until I met Kyle. So <laughs> maybe that's yeah, Kyle's person. awesome, man. Wait. Yeah, have you ever seen Justin and Kyle in the same room? No, nope. I have not. Weird. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I see. I'm on to you, Jay. Stop touching that bottle like that. You're making you're weirding me out. <laughs> hey. All right. So from Kyle and also from Deschutes Brewery, I've done a couple of Deschutes we on have, the, yep. the show before. Always they nice. They give you Deschutes. <laughs> I'm gonna have Deschutes in the morning. All right. This is called the Abyss. It's a 2017 Reserve. Um. Imperial stout brewed with black strap molasses and licorice. Dry spiced with cherry bark and vanilla bean. 50% aged in bourbon, wine, and New Oregon oak barrels. My there God. is there oh. is so many flavor profiles that are stuff. happening in this. Do you see this drool? And it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're literally drooling. Drooling. <laughs> it, the, the, it The smell of this bottle, too, is incredible. And the beer smells good too. Now, James, <laughs> <laughs> James thinks it smells like soy sauce, which I can't probably get out of my head now. But uh, um, a, lo- a lot of uh, a lot of is um, it the wine that I'm smelling. It's like there's sweetness to well, it. Well, dude, like it's it's this it's like this it's this it's the uh, the oak the bourbon or is this oak or bourbon? Yeah. Oak is it barrels. oak or bourbon? Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> the, a lot of the bourbon barrel aged stuff. Yeah. Like um. The Goose Island stuff that we love so much. Mm-hmm. When you smell it, it smells kind of soy saucy. Soy saucy. Soy saucy. But when you taste it, it doesn't taste like cool. soy sauce. Let's, uh, let's get this poured out well, here. Well, there's one more little thing to oh. read here. Is that all right? Yeah. It's dark. It's deep. It's mysterious. This Imperial Stout has an immeasurable depth, inviting you to explore and discover its rich, complex profile. The flavor of this special brew draws you in further and further with each sip. The Abyss beckons. Enjoy the journey. You had me at dark and deep. Damn. Pour it out. <laughs> All right. You got, I would be interested in taking one of those kind of beers and like making some fried rice with it and leaving out the soy sauce. Or, or I mean, putting some on a spring cook, roll or something with like beer that. beer all the time. So, I mean, if that would give it that same kind of, I mean, it's, it's not going to have the salt, I guess. Yeah, I know that beer sometimes can get bitter when you're cooking it. So, I don't know how a stout would fare in that type of bitter beer face. That type of thing. But, I'd be, I, no, I'd be totally interested to try it, though. As long as it gets that smell, that's all you need, man. You should do it. Invite us over. There we go. It's the essence is what you're going for. All right, so I got to... Looks like root beer. Looks like regular beer. With some root. Made from roots. (laughs) (laughs) I like watching as you pour it, the level goes up, and then it stops, and And then the foam drops down (laughs) for like a little bit. All right, am I looking pretty even here? That's pretty good. All right. All right. 
We're all going to have beer mustaches. Beer mustache. Yeah, sorry. It's kind of a foamy the beer, pour. But... The beer is so thick that the, like the, the little dribbles actually stay on top of the foam, and it looks like chocolate syrup. Well, the, the foam's actually solid. Oh, is that what, is that what this is? <laughs> all right, get a Moiler hot, boys. Cheers. Gentlemen. Cheers. To, uh, to three years and counting. To three years. To us, to evil. Kyle, series, you did damn good. Oh, it's delicious. Oh, Holy my. smokes. That's, that a is, That's a lot of flavor. That is like rich and smooth, and mm. there's so many, and I smell the soy sauce in my nose. <laughs> I don't taste oh that flavor, God. but I feel it's like not, I just yeah, drank chocolate almond milk. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, mm. my God. I'm I'm actually picking up a lot of that, uh, like the black cherry sort of flavor. Uh-huh. You guys yeah, it's good, that? man. See, mm. this is when we need a guy like um, our, our friend uh, Tank's. Uh, co-host on uh, Galaxy of Beeros because oh, he actually uh, knows beer. Dar- uh, Darth Dar- Darkett. Darth Darkett. We need Darth Darkett on the show. Does to, he know beer? To break. He's a brewer. Yeah. Oh yeah, duh, he's I a knew brewer. That. So he he can actually like he's one of those dudes when he talks about beer on that show like they he goes in a little bit more depth about it. Like he's, yeah. He's got a good palate. Yeah. So this this would be like a, a that a, makes him a good addition to the Can Crackers Collective. A fiesta on his tongue, even though it's not Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> a beerista. It's a barista in your mouth. There's just a hint of not black a, cherry. Not to be confused with a barista in your mouth. <laughs> just a note of black cherry. A note. It's a whole symphony. Mm. But yeah, mm. good stuff, man. Mm. I'm enjoying it. Mm. What's the what was the percentage on this one? Nine hundred. Nine hundred. Uh this is let me see. You guys can keep talking while I look for this. Um, yeah. So if uh, if we haven't made it abundantly clear at this point though, we are talking about eleven point four. Oh Ooh, wow! What's a little little? Str- it doesn't taste that strong. I'll tell you that much. And it was bottled on. I'm having trouble seeing this. Well, this is a 2017 a... reserve, so oh, it's been well. aging for a few years, which probably actually only helped it. In oh yeah. Its flavor profile. It was bottled on 10/30/17. Okay. So it's been Devil's almost two years. Night. On Devil's almost, Night, it was bottled almost two years, and we're doing it on a horror podcast. <laughs> oh, look at that! But uh, yeah, about a month shy of two uh, of two years, basically. Cool, man. So, nice. All right. So, like I said, if you, it hasn't been clear yet, we're talking about James Cameron's uh, The un, Abyss. Un, um, un... It's it sort of is unsung a little bit, like in his filmography. It's not like a black sheep or anything, Dude, I, but it's not one of his more well 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 known movies. I, don't I guess know why? Because I it's, love it. I have loved this movie from a long time. So we'll get good. into it when we talk about it. But right. uh, yes, James Cameron's The Abyss. Mm. The Abyss. The Abyss. So, uh, speaking of the abyss, yes, let's let's get into Mike's favorite portion of our show. Ooh, death. Uh, well, no. I'm <laughs> well, that's where we're going. Uh, the South. <laughs> oh yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. The South, otherwise known as the abyss. Uh, we're gonna give a, We're gonna give my my cousin Jimmy Tony. A call, mm, yeah. and we're going to get into well, James you know, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Jimmy stuff. Tony, I was trying to speed past him there, but uh, Jimmy Tony will be so much more enjoyable now that I have this deliciousness mm, in front of me. Indeed. Hopefully, I can drown him in the abyss. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> it's Jimmy Tony's Marvelous Minute! All right, Jimmy Tony, you there? Yeah, boys, I'm here. All right, Jimmy Tony, here's the deal. I got a delicious beer in front of me. Yeah. I'm in a really good mood. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, what do you, let me see if I can do something about that. Uh, I was really hoping we could get off on a good foot here, but, uh, you know what? Hey, I'm I'm on a decent foot. Yeah, well, if Ninja Turtles taught me anything, the foot's bad. So, no matter what foot I'm down, it's bad. Uh, You're like five, I swear to God, man. He's used to see this hat he's wearing, man. He looks like he's five years old. What's he wearing? It's it's got a P for penis on it. (laughs) Penis dickhead. You guys suck, man. What's up, Jimmy Tony, my brother from another mud? What's going on, J. Roger? Damn it, boy. It's good to hear from you. If you knew the real reason I was wearing a P on my hat, you would feel real bad about yourself. Is all I'm saying. Uh, all right. I don't understand the reference, and I think we'll just leave it at that. Because I don't care about your life, Michael. Uh, Jimmy Tony. Speaking of your lives, hey, boys, happy three years, man. Thanks, oh, well, man. Thank you, sir. Let me, let me be the first to say it. Let me be the first to say it. I, I swear to God, though, I can't believe that you guys have made it three years with how the hell are people still tuning in to hear Michael? <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. You know, for for the first two and a half years, our uh, you know we were on the uh, on the incline, and I got to be honest with you, the last couple couple months that you've been on though, we've been uh, falling off a cliff. So I'm not quite sure what that says. What uh, what are you implying? Michael? I'm I'm implying that you are just great for our ratings. Oh. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought you were implying. Yeah, yeah. All right, boys. Well, hey, uh, I, hope y'all, I hope y'all had a nice week off. Yeah, we did. We did. I, I had a nice week off. I took myself a little vacation. That's, that's too oh, bad. You did. Man, I went to my hometown of Noonan, Georgia. Spent pretty much a whole week on the river. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Went, uh, went down. Did you, didn't, you didn't drown, did you? No, man, no. Oh, no, I learned, I learned how to swim on this river. So, uh, <laughs> no, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, growing up. Yeah, went down yonder to this uh, this river over there by noon, and boy, I'll tell you what, it gets hot as a lady's nethers down there, though. Lots of memories in that place, man. Lots of, lots of memories. This, this, this sounds vaguely familiar. What sounds familiar? Nothing. Just uh, go on. All right. Well, uh, yeah, man. Used to just hang out by the river every Friday night. We was... Pounding brewskis, stacking them in cans up right on the uh, the uh, the old the hood of my car there. Only the light of the damn moon to see by. Yeah, man, we just hang out talking about our trucks, thinking about ladies. We weren't never too concerned with the future, man. We were just living for the moment. <laughs> no, 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 right, no, 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 what? no, what, the- what? I love you, man, but we got to stop you there. That's Why? you're stealing that from something. You're you're literally quoting Alan Jackson. Who? Alan pa- Jackson, para- little paraphrasing going on. Alan, the country Chattahoochee. Nah, Chattahoochee. 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 What? Mm. Okay, no, you know I'm, what? Just, I'm just... not familiar, boys. I don't listen to uh, pop pop music. No, pop. Oh, all right. <clears throat> Go on, man. Yeah, yeah. You probably just heard me talk about it before. That's all. <laughs> so anyway, then uh, toward the end of the week, I hooked up with this old fling I had from high school. We went out for a few drinks. Boy, I'll tell you what, man. What what uh, what breed was she? What uh, what breed? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I don't follow. Uh, I, mean, I mean, you do. You follow behind them very closely. Oh, uh, <laughs> I see what you're getting. At. You're talking about Beverly. <laughs> if you talk about Beverly one more time, Michael, I swear to God, I'll kill listen. You. I'm sure she was delicious. <laughs> yeah, she was all right. We had a goat. We had a goat roast, and she was all right. Boys, let me get back to my vacation. Damn it. Anyway, but I tell you about this girl. She used to just sit out there for hours, just watching me while I was tilling up the land on my tractor. Uh-huh. She, she even loved that dang old summer farmer's tan that I got. Man, she found that tractor attractive as hell, boy. Stop what? it, Jimmy. What? You're, you're you're just quoting country stars. Who? 
Uh, Kenny she Chesney. thinks my tractor's sexy. No, I told you, boys. I'm not. I'm not familiar with boy bands. <laughs> that, that, uh, that, that actually shocks me quite a bit, nah, to be honest not, with you. Uh, I'm not into the same kind of music you you are, Michael. All right, so, all right. Uh, hey, hey. Look, let's move on from this. What what movie did you guys watch this week? Uh, Spaceballs. Spa- Spaceballs. Wait, no, that's not right. Uh, I, I, I got Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy. I would be more than happy to hear your review of Spaceballs. I got to be honest with you. Well, start my time, <laughs> and I'll get going. All right, here we go. Timer, one minute on the clock for your marvelous minute, James Tonathan. And here we go, bud. Now my full name, boy. And go. All right, so speaking of Spaceballs and Guardians of the Galaxy, these two movies are remarkably similar. Uh, both have ragtag crews and misfits tasked with saving the galaxy. Both villains wear headgear that makes them look like giant peckers. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> Hell, even Mel Brooks is in both movies. I, I don't think that's I don't think that's accurate. Oh, well, it's, it is accurate, Michael. You can oh. uh, go to hell. Okay. The list goes on, fellas, but I think I'll just uh, get to the point. Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord, he gets his hands on a damn Infinity Stone. So he spends the first portion of the movie fighting a group of people off that want to steal it from him in the second portion of the movie fighting alongside those same people that's a twist i don't know where you boys come from but once you make an enemy that's an enemy for life (laughs) it's uh that's that's territory that i'm not familiar with (laughs) fair enough Anyway, so you got this this crew that I'm talking about. You got Peter Quill, the Star Lord. Oh shit! Dogs are back. Get the hell off my damn lawn! Him, that dog will hunt. (laughs) Finish finish it up, man. What you got for us? All right. Well, I was just gonna tell you the crew real quick, but I'll just skip past it since we uh, (laughs) since we got no time. I just want to tell you, I think this was my favorite movie out of all of them so far. It is a good one. Uh, A damn fine soundtrack. Finally, we get a little bit of nice American rock and roll up in this baby mm. and uh let's finish her off with a couple of scores andy dwyer gets a 10 <laughs> because uh I, I i knew when i was watching parks and rec that that boy would make something out of himself someday yep, yep. uh groot gets a 13 <laughs> that's three for the number of words he says throughout the entire movie and it's a 10 for despite only saying three <laughs> words the entire movie having the most moving performance <laughs> And uh, Gamora gets a 369F4D, which is the color code for sea green, which is my new favorite color. God darn. Listen, I got to be honest with you. I, I know that you're totally familiar with, um, you know, relations with different things. Yeah. I would. You're, I, you're not wrong about that. After after watching this movie, you know, once you go green, you got to be seen, right? I don't follow, but I, I think I see where you're trying to go with it. But, you were uh, seen. Huh? <laughs> you, don't make Never mind. Any, you don't make any sense, just like normal, man. <laughs> anyway, I think I'm going to go. I, I've been pretty generous with the scores up to this point with all these movies. So if I'm, I'm, if I'm going to give this one a score, I'm going to give it an 8.5. All right, all right. And that's it, boys. That's 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 it for me. I'm going back on vacation. All right, Jimmy Tony. Where you where you headed this time? Uh, well, I'm I'm hitting up a group of fellas that uh, I haven't seen along in a long time, and I got to tell you, man, when we get together, <laughs> things get a little crazy. There was this one time over at Johnny's place. 
This uh-huh. chick got up. She slapped Johnny in the face, man. She just, we fell about the place. And I was just like, hey, Johnny, if that chick don't want to know, then forget her. <laughs> you know? All right, you're not, you're not even trying anymore, dude. <laughs> you're, you're not even trying anymore. Why, what, are you, what, are you, what are you referring to, Michael? Uh, Thin Lizzie. You're about to tell me that the boys are back in town. You're going to go meet them? Oh, em? shit, boys. I'm getting another call. I got to go. <laughs> And that and was Jimmy Tony. And he's gone. He didn't get my green reference. I'm a little bit disappointed in that. Uh, he doesn't anyway, get a lot of stuff, I don't he think. Does, he does. I, I, I just, still love him, man. Right over the head. But, uh, yeah, so that was that was Jimmy Tony. Uh, hey, James. Yes. Your cousin. Yeah. Still stupid. Oh. <laughs> just, not, I'm just giving you an update. It's not completely surprising. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. That was Jimmy Tony. It was. Let's get into the bleed feed. Uh, so I alluded to this earlier, but uh, James? Yes. Justin? Yes. Do you know yes. my favorite way to start the news is? Death. Death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and this one is a um, its a rather ironic and semi-comical sort of weird way death. You'll get what I'm saying. Okay. Rest in peace uh, this week um, to John Allen Schwartz. Director. name. Director of one, two, three, four, five, six, the worst of, and fact or fiction, Faces of Death. Yeah, he is the director of all the Faces of Death movies. Right on. If you are not familiar with them, they were the, uh, you know, these movies came out uh, in uh, 1981, I believe the first one was, and uh, it was. What are you doing? Was that was me. annoying me. What was it? had a hair on your shoulder and it was annoying me. <laughs> I liked it there. Um, uh, he was the director of the original and all the, the subsequent Faces of Death movies that came out mm-hmm. in 1981 that uh, was sort of like a, um, a rite of passage <laughs> for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Like you'd yeah. watch it back in like middle school or high school or whatever. You get, you, if you could make it through it, like you were awesome, and it really just made you a weird fucking guy. In all fairness, because <laughs> normal people didn't watch that shit. I but, was um, awesome when I was six years old. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Uncle, you th- thank you, Uncle Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Greg, what'd you do? Um, anyway, uh, the original I, was 1978, by the way. Was it 78? Yeah, no, two oh, was no in shit. 81. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, so uh, rest in peace to him. Um, you know his uh, his death will be immortalized in Faces of Death Seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's only fitting, right? <laughs> no, rest in peace. Uh, by all accounts, according to his wife, he was a magnificent human being, which is so weird. You hear about these guys that make these just the most fucked up movies you can imagine, and they're the nicest people in the entire world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 the quiet ones it's, that you think are normal, the ones you got to watch out for. It's because they get all that weird. That weirdness out on the screen. <laughs> I think I think there's a lot. It's very cathartic. Like yeah. you make a movie that's all fucked up, and then you're like, "Hey, I feel pretty it's, good." You, <laughs> you you got a little niche. You got to find a market for it, and you just let that creative it's, juices flow. You know, exactly. like how often? How often? Do, you know what? No, I can, never mind. Sorry, not, <laughs> not going there. I can get weird. All right, um, we're gonna start off the news here. Uh, some Halloween Horror Nights news. Because there's oh. been quite a bit, and this is very relevant to my interests. i got to tell you, I'm getting sick of hearing about this. Well, <clears throat> fuck you. Just because, <laughs> mostly because I'm jealous. But. <laughs> All right, so this was announced last week. Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses is being turned into a maze, brand new maze, as well as uh, the brand new um, 
uh, a brand new maze, which is not based on anything. It's brand new, called the Curse of Pandora's Box. Yeah, those are the final two mazes. Excuse me, uh, being announced for this year's Hollywood Horror Nights. Sorry, the beer is getting to me. Um, in House of a Thousand Corpses, you will travel through the iconic Captain Spaulding's Museum of Monsters and Mad Men, uh, followed by entering the Firefly family's home, and then into the dark netherworld of tunnels underneath the home, finally meeting with Dr. Satan and his victims. Holy hell. Nice. This sounds amazing. Like, I love House of a Thousand Corpses. I remember the uh, when I first saw the uh, the first trailer for it, mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, Rob Zombie, the dude from White Zombies, making a fucking movie? Mm-hmm. This looks amazing. Like it was gritty and gross, and like, and Rain Wilson was a mermaid. Like it was. I was in, gonna say it if, was insane. I was gonna say if Rain Wilson doesn't make a, a surprise appearance <laughs> as his merman self be in amazing. this maze, it's gonna be a real disappointment. Point is, the idea of walking through the visuals of this movie mm-hmm. is terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. Like this might be the haunted house that scares the shit out of me. Doctor, Literally, Doctor Satan with all that weird shit coming down from the ceiling I'm attached going, to his body and I'm stuff. I'm going to dump my drawers. It's going to happen. <laughs> Where are you gonna dump them? in my drawers <laughs> sounds um, like a typical Tuesday to me <laughs> so that's absolutely incredible the other one uh, this uh, the Curse of Pandora's Box this is a new uh, IP new internal property uh, in Pandora greed is the underlying theme of this all new maze uh, resurrected from the Universal Studios Hollywood vault of masterful storytelling that transports guests from the land of the living into the nightmarish netherworlds of Hades. Hmm. So this is all like Greek mythology sort of uh, based. That's cool. Uh, the scene begins with Pandora's Cabinet of Curiosities, a dilapidated storefront set in modern times that is nonetheless eerily reminiscent of a structure that belongs in the dark and dangerous back alleys of Victorian London. And if there's anything Mike knows about, it's dark and dangerous back alleys. <laughs> I do. I do. It's true. In Victorian London. I'm never going back to Europe. Um, these uh, these two mazes are the final maze announcements, uh, and they join mazes from Ghostbusters, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Us, Creepshow, Stranger Things, Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, The Walking Dead, and the all-new maze, Holidays in Hell. What a fucking lineup. This My is goodness. incredible. I'm yeah. so pumped that I'm actually going to go, and you're not. No. I'm so excited for it. Well. <laughs> this saying. was, uh, where was this at again? This is in Hollywood. In Hollywood, so, okay. So here's the thing. Um, the the Universal Orlando Hollywood or, or Halloween Horror Nights are different. A lot of the mazes, the big ones, are the same, but they mm-hmm. have their own individ- They have their own like IP ones, like their mm-hmm. own in, uh, internal property mazes. Mm-hmm. Like They have one that has to do with... Um, uh, the Yeti. There's one that has to do with a uh, cemetery. There's some other stuff. They also have, like this big new light show in like their lagoon area that's brand new that has like tons of horror stuff. So mm-hmm. no matter which one you're going to, it's going to be awesome. Sure. But the ones that I'm talking about are strictly the uh, Hollywood ones. Right on. So um, let's see here. Moving on. Lana Wachowski is officially directing a fourth Matrix film. Oh. Which uh, I was a big fan of the Matrix series. Of loved them. Loved them. Uh, and both uh, Keanu Reeves and Carrie Anne Moss are coming back to reprise the roles. Nice. Which is very interesting seeing how Keanu Reeves died at the end of the third movie, but we'll see what happens. He's fucking Chuck Spadina, dude. You can't kill him. <laughs> Chuck fucking Spadina. You can't kill him. Um, no, I'm excited for it. Like I said, I love that series. And Keanu Reeves is on top of the world right now. Oh, yeah. He's like, everything he's doing is like the right thing to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of doing the right thing, Tom Adkins 
always does the right thing. And Tom Atkins, Except for that one time when he shaved his mustache. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Uh, Tom Atkins wants to have a cameo in the new Halloween films. Not a role. Cool. He just wants a cameo. Good. That's yeah. it. He just wants to show up. Deserves um, it. In a recent interview, he drops the, he drops that little bombshell that he would love to become back a part of it and this and that. He also dropped news that Chuck Cyphers... Now, Chuck Cyphers played uh, the original Sheriff Lee Brackett in the original movie and in Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. But being that these movies take place only after Halloween, that's the only one that really matters. <clears throat> sure, sure. Uh, he will be reprising his role. Oh. He is back in the mo- in the, at least one of the two new movies, and he'll be reprising the role. He was the father of... What was her name? Father is... of the Bride. Annie. No. Oh. Yes, Father of Annie. <laughs> <laughs> Why are there... Eight hot dogs and twelve <laughs> hot dog buns. <laughs> Love that movie. I'll have the chipper chicken. Uh, if you're a horror fan, and you have not seen Father of the Bride one or two. You are that shit'll scare the hell out of you. <laughs> it's amazing. Marriage. Um, you know what scared the hell out of me as a kid? What? Interesting characters. <laughs> More specifically, <laughs> He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Interesting characters, and they scared the hell out of me because that guy had a skull for a face. I see. It was scary. I see you were trying to do a good segue there, but it was just stupid. <laughs> no, it scared the hell out of me is well-rounded, well-thought-out, well-written characters. You know what's not stupid? <laughs> that Kevin Smith is actively developing a new animated He-Man on the Masters of the Universe series. That is not stupid. That's not stupid. Um, uh, this is going to be a show for Netflix, uh, and uh, hopefully it actually happens, because it seems like everything Kevin Smith announces doesn't actually happen. <laughs> so maybe keep the your curse, mouth shut a little bit. The curse of Kevin but this Smith. But uh, this was announced this past week at this year's PowerCon, mm-hmm. which uh, sounds like a lot of fun, actually. I've seen pictures from it. It's like, it's... I love weird conventions. I don't even need to know what it's it's about. It's called PowerCon. I'm Um, in. So the new Netflix show is called Masters of the Universe Revelation. Cool. Um, So pretty awesome. Um, And here's the cool thing. It's a direct continuation of the classics 80s show. And we'll resolve and continue storylines from that show. Cool. Pretty awesome. Yeah. I watched it a lot when I was a kid. Stinkor was my favorite. Stinkor. I used to, me and my brothers used to think, we had the action figure, used to think that if you pulled his joints apart, you could actually smell like a skunk. <laughs> I don't know if that was actually true, but we believed it. Um, but uh, yeah, I I love He-Man. Oh, yeah. Not in a weird way, but like I loved He-Man. He was a great character. The He-Man woman haters. Little rascals. Oh, they, do they hate? What? It was the He-Man woman haters. They were the That was the name of their club. Oh, was it? Little rascals, yeah. They hated He-Man? The no, they hated women. women haters. They hated women. Oh. It was the He-Man woman haters. Those guys are rascals. <laughs> Weird. All right, so <laughs> speaking of rascals, we're getting a sequel to 2017's The Babysitter. Ooh. The kid was like a little rascal, right? That works? He was, yeah. That yeah, was, that was good. Go. Yeah. Well, so, you just explained it, so now it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> So, Mick G, who directed the original, is coming mm-hmm. back as director. Uh, so, The Babysitter was a show that we actually enjoyed, or a movie, rather, that we actually enjoyed. Oh, Judy Barrett over here. What? That's what my mom says. <laughs> did you see that show <laughs> about the... Did you see that show about Luke Skywalker? I actually know people that do the same thing. It drives me nuts. Mom, it's I'm called a movie. Very disappointed oh, I in love myself. that show. <laughs> um, Mick G directed the original movie, though, uh, back in 2017. He is back directing it. Uh, Netflix is once again behind it. I love However, that movie. No word on if Samara Weaving or Judah Lucas will be returning. Fingers crossed, because they did sort of set up for a sequel. I thought that there was word that Samara, uh, Samara Weaving uh, was coming According back. to what I read, 
No. No. Well, I hope so. Yeah. I love Samara Weaving. That new Trick or Treat, not Trick or Treat. God, Hide and Seek <laughs> movie that, that is coming out. Oh yeah, looks, that looks incredible. Great. Yeah, looks so good. That's mm -hmm. a Disney movie, by the way. What? How weird is that? Yeah. They own Fox now. It's okay. a Disney movie. Okay. She's a Disney damn princess. Mm. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. I will. Not. I know what you think of when you think of princesses. Speaking of, what's new on Blue? <laughs> Darling. <laughs> Will be the movie. <laughs> the, the movie. She's, she, Darlin should not be a Disney princess. The movie Darlin. Darlin. It's a, it, like when you're not. I, I feel like I have to say it with a Darlin. A little southern drawl there. Meant to have that, yeah. Darlin will be hitting shelves on September 3rd, courtesy of Dark Sky Films. This sequel to 2011's The Woman was written, directed by, and starring Pollyanna McIntosh. Mm -hmm. It's about a feral teenage girl who is taken into strict Catholic care and prepared for her first Holy Communion. Um, I don't, I, I never saw the woman. Oh, well, so you have the Offspring, which I know first. it's real fucked up. This is the third movie in the yeah, series, right? Offspring was first, mm -hmm. and then you have the woman. Both are great. Was the Offspring love... a prequel? No, it was first. Oh, well, it, was, it actually yep, did yep, come first. Yep, okay, yep. all right. It was great too. I loved it. <clears throat> all right. Um. So earlier this year, Scream Factory announced the collector's edition Blu-ray release of John Carpenter's Vampires from 1998. Full details have been released and extras will include new interviews with John Carpenter himself, actor James Jimmy 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 Woods, <laughs> actor Thomas Ian Griffith, special effects legend Greg, Greg Nicotero, and actor Tim, is it Gwynny? Tim Gwynny? Tim Gwynny. Or Guinea. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> All right. Um, that's it for that one. Courtesy of Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, fans will be getting a brand new 4K remaster of Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy in both theatrical and director's cut versions. Very cool. The release will also feature a new introduction from Guillermo del Toro himself and a new retrospective featurette called the Hel To Hell and Back. You can grab that one on October 15th. That'll be interesting being that it's a new retrospective after they know there's not going to be a third movie. Right. So they might have some very interesting things to say about the story, where it could have gone. Yeah. I'm actually very excited to see that. Yeah, um, as and am I. I. I hope to buy it. Yeah. Is it only on 4K? Uh, No. I don't think so. Okay. Good. Because I'm not I didn't write 4K. it down. They're not getting my money. Sorry about my, uh, my page flipping madness here. You're old school. All right. Uh... Child's Play, hmm. the horror classic about a doll with artificial intelligence, voiced by Joker, who goes rogue and tries <laughs> to kill Jan <laughs> Janet Snakehole. <laughs> that doesn't sound right, does it? It does not at no. all. Uh, nope. it's, it's Child's Play 2019. Yes. We'll be hitting digital on September 10th and Blu-ray DVD on September 24th. Um, Exclusive from Target and just in time for the holiday season, as in the holiday, Halloween holiday season, a two-movie limited edition release of John Carpenter's Halloween <laughs> from 1978 and David Gordon Green's Halloween sequel from 2018. What, what you're telling me is i got to rebuy Halloween, the original, again? Yes. This will be about the eighth time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Worth it. They keep, <laughs> they keep pulling you back Worth in. It. This release will hit shelves on October 1st, but you can head over to Target.com right now and pre-order it for only $14.99. Well, really? Yes. Yeah. Buying that. Yeah. 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 Buy it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> they really nailed that price on the Target. <laughs> 
stupid. <laughs> All right. Ari, We're having uh, a good time here, guys. Come on. Ari, Oster's, Ari, Ari Aster's follow-up to last year's Hereditary Midsummer will be dropping mid-fall from A24. Unfortunately, it looks like the release will not include the nearly three-hour extended director's cut, Boo. which everybody's been talking about, but will include a featurette called Let the Festivities Begin, Manifesting Midsummer. Digital and VOD September 24th, Blu-ray combo pack, and DVD on October 8th. The weird thing about that is that they've been talking about a director's cut a lot lately. It's mm-hmm. been in the news, so you know it's coming. Oh, yeah. You know? Now, but then again, I'm the kind of person, though, I want both cuts of the movie. Sure. So I will buy both, probably. And Ari Aster actually says he prefers the theatrical cut. That happens a lot But I've also read articles like a... a I'm bloody disgusting. There was a review of the extended cut, and they said, no, this one's yeah. way better. Because it just yeah. gives you way more expose. And even for a three-hour cut of a movie, it manages to, they said, flow better mm-hmm. than the theatrical cut. So it's Like Flo Rida? Yeah. You know. <laughs> Apple bottom jeans. <laughs> Chase walking out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Annabelle comes home. Comes home to your home. Courtesy of the homeboys at Warner Brothers Home Entertainment, homies. <laughs> uh, that's on digital September 17th and Blu-ray and DVD on October 8th. Pre-order now at, a- at Amazon. Home Slice. What's so funny about that? The fact that I went Amazon. Hey, Amazon. Hey, okay. Amazon. Is that all you got there? That is it. All right. I have some disappointing news coming up here. Oh, Okay. Um, we had, we've been looking forward for the longest time, uh, Neil Bloomkamp, yeah. right? One of the things that he does exceptionally well are robots. Robots. And, robots. Mm-hmm. In every single one of his movies, it's like, it's a kind of what he excels at, right? Mm-hmm. So when we got word that he was behind the new RoboCop movie mm-hmm. that was going to continue the story and all that stuff, like the proper sequel to the original movie, mm-hmm. everybody was super excited. Neil Bloomkamp is out of RoboCop. Ah. Which is really, really disappointing. Uh, I was so looking forward to seeing his stamp on on that character and yeah. what he could do in that world. And he was so determined to make it right. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that he's out really bums me out. Uh, the reason being, it seems like, is that because he is attached to direct a new horror thriller movie. Which is also good news, the yeah. fact that he's directing a horror movie. Yeah. Um, however, MGM apparently wants to move forward on RoboCop like now, mm. and they will not wait for him. Yeah, is, is basically the gist that I get from it. Yeah. Maybe they'll just bring in like Johnny Number Five or something like that. <laughs> Johnny Number Five. Could be the new RoboCop. Like John Five, the guitar player. No, no oh, Johnny Num John Johnny Number Five. Who's John? <laughs> from, from fucking Short, Short Circuit. Circuit. Please tell me you've seen Short seen Circuit. Oh my god! Oh saw, my god! Maybe I was six the last time I saw it. I'm sorry. He's the new Robocop. You man. absolute piece was of shit. Was he the robot? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I know him. My god. I, he got the big black eyes and the long neck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know him. I don't know, man. That's the new Robocop. That's the new Robocop. <laughs> I would. I would pay to see that. Um, so that's that's bummy though. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I really yeah. wanted to see Neil Bloomkamp be behind Robocop because I thought that'd be amazing. Um, but it's bittersweet though because, like I said, he is doing a new a new horror movie. So you know, with with what he did with Oats and all that stuff, we know he's very capable yeah. of delivering in that genre. So you know, I'm I'm okay with it. Hopefully, Robocop ends up being good with whoever they bring in. It's a game of give and take, you know, man. I'm gonna say bring in bring in Tom Hanks as Robocop. Tam Hanks. Tom Tom Hanks as Robocop. 
That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm into that. The most polite RoboCop ever. <laughs> What's, he's doing some new movie, actually. Who's that? Tom Hanks. What's yeah, he doing? What's the? And it was something where I was like, oh, he's going to play that role perfect. Oh, Mr. Rogers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. What it was. I've seen trailers for it, dude. It looks amazing. Hell yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. The only Tom person Tom that Hanks plays is amazing. He's everything he does is good. I still think the guy that played uh I can't think of his name now, it's escaping me. The guy that played um uh Pee Wee would have been a great Mr. Oh, uh, Rogers. Uh, uh... Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens. Only because I want the guy to immortalize Mr. Rogers was the guy that jerked off in the theater. I just think that's very funny to me. <laughs> oh, there's, man. there's just something there. I don't know. <laughs> to be fair, it was a it was an erotic cinema. You tell me that Fred Rogers didn't visit an erotic cinema. Exactly. Now then? Come on now. It was the seventies. <laughs> why, why do why do erotic cinemas even exist if people aren't going to go there and jerk off? Exactly. <laughs> Who's just sitting down to enjoy a nice porno? Damn it, Dewey! My customers come here to dance erotically. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. All right. That's uh, all I got for the news, guys. All right. All right. That's, That's going to bring us to our stupid fact of the day. And I'm going to give you a fact about some deep, dark holes. <laughs> about 70s <laughs> porn erotica. Hey, there we go. There's a segue for Mike, you. Mike just got deep throat on Laserdisc. I did. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even going to talk about where it came from, but. Uh, I did. So I, so I know we talked about, uh, not too long ago, about the deepest hole dug through the earth. <laughs> deepest. Right? Holest. Yo ass is like a shucks fan. <laughs> so this is this is the deepest uh, uh, natural forming hole here. So th there's a thing called the Great Blue Hole. <laughs> and it's a, uh, unrelated to the Michigan's a Golden Butthole. Um, the Great Blue Hole is a large underwater sinkhole off the coast of Belize. It's near the center of the uh, of Lighthouse Reef, which is 62 miles from mainland. The hole is circular in shape and almost 1,000 feet across and 410 feet deep. It is the world's largest formation and kind of that. Uh, it's part of the Barrier Reef Reserve I've, System. I've, watched, I've Reef. watched videos of that thing online before. It's frightening. No, I've actually seen it, too. It's pretty gnarly. It's, it, it's really crazy. Because it literally is just like this... Like perfect circle in the middle of all it's this. It's the gate to hell. Yeah, like it's, it's the water gate to hell. So not four, water gate, but like water gate. Four hundred and ten feet deep. deep doesn't, it doesn't sound a lot though. What's that? That doesn't sound like a lot. Four hundred and ten feet deep. For, so four hundred and ten feet. That's the 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 deepest naturally occurring hole. Is what they're saying. Right. So everything else around it is not that deep at the ocean floor level where it's at. Right. Um. I don't know what the uh, the depth of the regular uh, ocean floor is at that point. But they they had something like that by when we were getting married in Hawaii. There was a a, a, a volcano tube, whatever that this big crater that people would go. Yeah. And it, it was like a couple hundred feet deep at that Did point. Did you go to the bottom? I didn't go there actually. <laughs> um, but they also said a NASA scientist who recently <laughs> dived the great blue hole described it as this. It was the deepest deep blue hole imaginable. <laughs> Wow. It had been forged <laughs> of solid rock caverns hundreds of thousands of years ago during the last ice age, but it was the deepest deep blue hole this guy, imaginable. This guy's got a, the, the greatest grasp on the English language. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What was your experience in this natural wonder? It was deep! <laughs> it was, you know how it looks kind of deep and blue? It was kind of, it's it's kind of deep. It was <laughs> sort of blue. The deepest. It's deep like me. <laughs> why, uh, is, why is he dumb in Southern all I don't know. You're, you started it. All right, you guys. That was your stupid fact of the day. And boom!
boom, that was the news. <laughs> All right, you guys, we are going to take a quick break, and then we are going to just dive headfirst into the deepest, bluest hole you've ever seen. The abyss. <laughs> Deep. <laughs> Blue. Holest. Throughout this dulce, faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. James. Yes. Have you ever found yourself in the in the situation? Yes. Where everything is dark, the lights are out, mm -hmm. and you're just you're just walking your way through life, and then you trip and fall into the biggest cavernous hole that you've ever found. Just once, but it was like in high school, so I barely remember it. Why? <laughs> Why do you ask? Do tell. <laughs> Okay, here's the deal. Uh, James Cameron's The Abyss. That's what we're talking about tonight. Um, you know, oh, you were actually tying it into the episode. I was, I get, yes, okay, I, I get, was. I get, oh, where, did you, I get did, where you're... Did, did, did you fall in a hole and like, last he had to get you out? Is that, is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> is, Jimmy, is Jimmy stuck in the well? <laughs> was that, um, kid, that kid's name actually was Jimmy, it was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's kind of why I was going there. That's That's... That's that's our that's our thing as Jimmy's. We're idiots. We get stuck, stuck in wells all the time. Stuck in holes. Um, okay, so uh, James Cameron's The Abyss uh, from 1989. Um, it's funny. This was this movie was not as well received as most of James Cameron's movies are. Yeah. Now, granted, in my opinion, it's in the top two James Cameron movies. Yeah. Yes. It is in my top two. Really? It's either T2 or The Abyss from favorite James Cameron movies. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm sure for other people, it's probably at least in the top three. Sure. At least people that we know. Uh, the Abyss is a great movie. Oh, yeah. And 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 for a long time, it has not gotten <clears throat> the, the respect, I think, that it has deserved. Hell, this movie has never been released on Blu-ray. Oh, it yeah. has never been released don't, on Blu-ray. Don't even get me started on its availability. <laughs> yeah, you had, to, you had to track it down hardcore this week, didn't you? <clears throat> well, you and uh, our buddy Chris Jordan yep. were watching it this week, and I was like, uh, I had I had a couple other things that I wanted to do mm -hmm. that so you, night. You, so you, I was like, you dodged I, that night. I ducked out and I did some other things, and then I and your then wife, I, <laughs> not that, no, <laughs> no, I. Uh, I went and I slapped the bass for a while, but uh, that's not a euphemism. I actually did slap the bass for a while, but uh, so I was like, "Oh, oh shit!" Just like any other movie, I'll just I'll rent, rent it on. on sure. I'll rent it on iTunes Which, tomorrow, or fairs, whatever that or Voodoo or Prime or whatever the fuck. You would think, and it this would movie be available. is nowhere. You can't find it anywhere. Where is it? Nowhere. No, fucking no. Fucking nowhere. <laughs> you can't find it anywhere. And it's one of two James Cameron movies. I can't remember what the other one is. It's one of two James Cameron movies that you can't find on online anywhere. You I can had even to find Piranha Two online. Yeah, I <laughs> on YouTube. On YouTube <laughs> for free. Uh, I had to. I had to sign up for a free trial for the Cinemax add-on to Prime Video. Ooh, but. As a bonus, you get skin of it. As a bonus for the next six days, <laughs> if you need to find me. You'll be slapping the bass. I'll be slapping the bass. 
um, oh, but yeah, so uh, apparently the reason that it has not been released because James Cameron, who is universally known as a perfectionist, like sure. he. He actually, I love James Cameron. Um, Vito, friend of the show, is is a James Cameron nut. He's worked sort of with James Cameron. Like he's, he's, uh, he has interviewed him. He has talked to him. He has. It's a he has, pretty big deal. He's worked at his house. He's you could, been, you know, whatever. But you could, uh, you could say that they're kind of a big deal. You kind could of. say that they're uh, how that how the hell would. Uh, yeah, I can't think of it. This is this is real good. Workplace proximity associates. Yes, there you go. That's that's exactly <laughs> as, what it is. As Ron Swanson would say. <laughs> um, James Cameron though is not known for being the easiest guy to work with. At oh, least, really? At least when he's making movies, like yeah. outside of it, I feel like he's probably fine. But when he's like in his zone, like director James Cameron, guy is difficult. Is this dude never not in the zone though? Well, that's fair. Because when he's not making movies, he's literally diving to the bottom of the Mariana well, Trench. That, that <laughs> like, that's segues, what he does for fun. That segues into sort of how this movie even came to be. James Cameron's been obsessed with the ocean since he was a kid. He's talked about this. Rightfully um, so. Now, granted, fascinating. I, I would say that Piranha 2 was the start of it, but I'm pretty sure he didn't really <laughs> no. have anything to do with that other no. than direct after it. He just needed to eat. <laughs> but there's water. so. Yeah. Um, but no, you have The Abyss, you have Titanic, you have all the documentary countless documentaries that he's mm-hmm. done and then you have um the the uh, deep sea challenge deep sea challenge that was called their deep blue challenge deep ocean challenge whatever deep something where challenge. He, where he took the submersible down yeah yeah it's not a porno i promise you <laughs> he actually built a submersible like literally built one and went yeah. to the deepest part of the ocean and he himself he, it's he not like himself. he it's not like he built it funded Single, the project and then sent somebody else down like he no. got in the damn thing yeah. and went that's ballsy and, 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 and not even that like the, he was cramped like he yeah. was basically in the, the fetal position for like eight hours or whatever yeah. it was like it was it's, it's intense, a crazy man. documentary it's i highly cool. recommend that everybody cool. watches it but the point is though is that james cameron is obsessed with the ocean he's obsessed with deep sea diving and all of that i get and it this movie is pretty much a reaction to his love for that stuff. Mm. You know, this movie came about because of a deep sea diving um, lecture he saw when he was like a long time ago. And he had originally written like a, a, a short film about a bunch of scientists that went to the bottom. And then later on, he retrofit that script into being about a bunch of oil drillers mm-hmm. that go to the bottom and this and that. And that's what we have yeah. in the abyss. Um, I think that, and I think that that's a good move too. You know what I mean? Like, if it's a bunch of scientists that are already down there, yeah, <clears throat> they kind of. It, it's like it's like it almost seems like if oh well, we have to suddenly do this thing, and it's kind of just par for the course because you're already down there doing research. But if it's just a bunch of, if it's a ragtag crew of uh, of, of of oil uh, drillers, oil drillers yeah. or oil miners or whatever. I love that. I love that angle because they're not they're not the type of people who are prepared to do what they're supposed to do I in agree. this situation and it really makes for uh, like a lot of good drama. It and I really think that was a smart move if he if his like you said his original short had to do with scientists down there. Yeah. Switching them to just these like burly oil drilling like you know, just blue collar dudes. It's very similar. And women, sorry. It's but that's that was a good move. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very similar actually to the original Alien. Yeah. Where you have oh, a, yeah. a ragtag group of like shipping people, basically. Exactly. And they get they, however they get presented with a task that they're not prepared for. However, what it's more like <clears throat> what it's more like, or or should I say, is like 
the abyss. This movie is basically Armageddon, just underwater. <laughs> yeah. It's the same fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. They're a bunch of drillers that need to go somewhere where they're not qualified to go because the government tells them to. Yeah. They got to deal with nuclear warheads. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the same fucking movie so, minus aliens. Swap out like aliens even, for even asteroids. right on, even right even right down to the uh the 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 the, the uh submersibles and the yep. rovers that yep. they have on the con- yep. like yeah, dude. That's a that is spot it's on. It's the same fucking movie. Spot Again, on. aliens for asteroids. That's it. Just swap them. Except Both for, space things, though, in all fairness. Except for in Armageddon where you've got uh, Harry and... So Harry is... Um, Harry would be Ed Harris's character. which well, we'll, Right, but Harry Bud. Harry in, uh, in uh, Armageddon was uh, Bruce Willis. <clears throat> yes. And then uh, Ben... Why the hell can I think of his name right now? Uh, ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Wow, really, James? Yeah, I don't know, man. Yikes! Okay. Um, <laughs> there's, there's not a. The difference is there's not a battle between two people saying I'm gonna do it. No, I'm gonna do it, and then one saying pushing you but out. But there is and a battle. But, but there is a the, battle between the leader though and another guy that wants to be leader. So it's sort of that's, similar. That's one of the things that. That's one of the things that I'm just kind of jumping around. That's one of the things in this movie that. Uh, toward the end of the movie where they decide somebody's got to go down and retrieve this warhead or like or, or snip the wire or whatever the hell and Ed Harris's character Bud is like he does the exact same thing well he says you know I gotta do it who else can do it and I'm like how about one of the two highly trained Navy SEALs who haven't <laughs> lost their fucking minds? You still have two highly trained true. Navy SEALs who have breathed, they've breathed the liquid before. That they've done this before. That like, wouldn't have been near as effective, no, though. No, not at all. But, <laughs> but, really, but the, he's like, who else could do it? And I'm like, it's, uh. It's, again, the same thing as Armageddon, though, because Bruce Willis's character is the one that goes on the one-way mission to detonate the bomb when they don't have a detonator. Yeah. It's the same fucking movie. It is the same movie. Holy shit. We figured it out. Yeah. You figured it out, James Cameron, you hack. Even though you were first. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, wait, who... uh, It would have been way better, though. Is that Spielberg? What's that? Armageddon? Armageddon? Uh, No. Is it Spielberg? No, it definitely wasn't Spielberg. I don't know who directed Are you sure? Hey, Jay. Yes, Who directed sir. Armageddon? You did. I did not. I, pro- I promise you, I did not. The only thing that would have made the abyss better in a in in oh, comparison, of course, Michael Bay. Oh, Michael <laughs> you Bay, piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you would. That actually makes sense. Yep, that actually yep. really makes sense. Okay. The only thing that would have made um, way more. It was Michael Bay. <laughs> Wait, who? Michael Bay. You piece of shit. (laughs) The only thing that would have made it better is if Coffee would have done the whole uh, Animal Cracker Safari thing on Hippie's chest. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only thing that would have made this better. (laughs) Tucked it down. Tucked it down into the elastic waistband of his boxers. (laughs) And the rat just goes to get it. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Let's, speaking, uh, of, let's speaking, rewind of, here. speaking of coffee and Michael Bean, let's get into the castle. Let's, say, let's here. rewind here. First, let's go to a synopsis in case anybody has not seen the abyss. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, a civilian diving team is enlisted to search for a lost nuclear submarine. Wait, hold on. Back up. Nuclear. Say, there you go. Submarine. <laughs> 
Hey, man. I'm George W. over here. <laughs> nuclear. Uh, nuclear submarine have faced danger while encountering an alien aquatic species. That's actually a pretty good uh, description. That is very good. Very good description. Um, so starring here, you have uh, first and foremost Ed Harris, the incomparable Ed Harris, yeah. as Bud Brigman. It's a Bud. unfortunate name. Um, oh, I was going to say it's a pretty cool name. Ah, Bud Brigman. Bud Brigman. Brug, brug, brug. <laughs> See, to me it sounds tough. Like, yeah, to me it sounds garbled. Whatever. Fucking Bud Brigman. You have uh, Mary Elizabeth Monstrantone. Ah, I knew I was going to get this wrong. I knew I was going to get this wrong. Uh, Master Antonio. Ma- Master Antonio, yes. <laughs> I had said it a million times before today trying to prep for that, and I still fucked it up. <laughs> uh, she plays Lindsay Brigman. Uh, Michael Bean, who I didn't even fucking realize it was Michael Bean. I have a very funny story about that. You mean... After this. You mean Johnny Ringo. Johnny Ringo. Oh, uh, he wait. Plays... You've never... Have you ever seen Tombstone? Yes. Have you? No. <laughs> you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bean, uh, who plays... Uh, who's in a lot of James Cameron movies and all yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a regular I love uh, Michael Bean he's I, one of the few people who looks way better with a mustache I didn't even realize it was Michael Bean so I'm watching this with Chris Jordan right yeah we pause the movie and I go that dude look ex- looks exactly like Michael Bean and Chris goes <laughs> it is Michael it Bean is I'm like what the summer. fuck I didn't even realize it he, he, he looks, just had like mannerisms though it wasn't even his face it was like it's just everything he know. looks better with a mustache though right well, I don't know about that I personally I think he does that. Just objectively speaking, when I look at his face, I think he's more handsome with a mustache. You're entitled to your opinion. Of course I am. So uh, Michael Bean plays Lieutenant Coffee. Um, none of the other actors outside of one person, but we'll get to him, play. You know, we might not know them, but the other characters in play, you have Catfish. Um, he's one of the guys on the on the crew. Great nickname. Catfish. You have Hippie, who's the guy. He is a, a rat that is always with him. He's kind of like the... Uh, Great character. I think Hippie's honestly my favorite no, character. No, no, he's fantastic. You have Jammer. Jammer. You've got Sonny. Sonny. You have... Uh, so I'm going to stop repeating you. <laughs> Kimberly Scott, the actress, plays yeah. a, a girl named Lisa One Night Standing. <clears throat> one Night Standing. <laughs> I didn't even... I didn't know her full name because they just call her One Night the entire I time. I kind of feel like the entire time she's just gritting her teeth going, fuck you guys. Why? <laughs> her nick... That's a hilarious name. play on her name. I get it. It's wordplay. If get you, it. Listen, if you're down, if you're down to the bottom of the ocean with a bunch of dudes, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to like nut up and just be able to, just be able to like take a little bit of ribbing. Sure. One night standing. All right, fair enough. Whatever. That's a, that's a good nickname. Um, and then you have also uh, Lynn, uh, Ca- Captain Kid Brewer Jr., who plays Lynn Finner as Captain Kid Jr. Brewer. What? Captain Kid Brewer Jr. There we go. Um. Um. That that was confusing what you just said. It was, but that's how it literally reads on IMDb here. It, the, the, his his uh, his real name in real life is way better than his character's name. His, I agree. His real name is Captain Kid Brewer Jr. Uh, a quick side note here. Um, rest in peace to Captain Kid Brewer Jr. He committed suicide very shortly after the filming of this oh, movie. Oh, did he really? He did. He did. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah. So, that, that, that sucks to know. Yeah. But um, you know what? At least his last movie was a fucking banger because this movie's amazing. That's that's to round out the cast. It's a bright light. Yeah. To round out the cast, you bring in nothing but the best. Absolutely nothing <laughs> but the best. And playing the character of Bendix, you have Cabin Boy himself, Chris Elliott. <laughs> I'll use my strong hand. <laughs> Take my little hand, child. <laughs> 
Chris Elliott's amazing in everything, and I'm so happy he was in this movie. Ken Ken Jenkins too. It took me a little while to place him. Uh, he was um, uh, Doctor Bob Kelso. Is that his name? Kelso from that '70s show? No, from uh, um, The Abyss. Gotcha. Scrubs. Oh. It took me a long time to place him because he was so young. And yeah, he's uh, Bob Kelso from Scrubs. I don't think I know who he is. Uh, I'm you, sure I do. Can you but see how small this? It's it the one right next to him. Um, b- 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 nope, Kelso. Nope. No. I still. Oh yes, yeah. yes. Yep. Okay. He was he was on the ship topside. Was he? Okay. Yeah. Okay. He was he was on the what the hell was the name of it? Was it ex- the Explorer? The Benthic. Was it? There's the Explorer too. Was it the uh, oh Benthic Explorer? Is no, that what it's ben, called? No, no, Bendix was the name of Chris Elliott's character. No, Benthic. That's that's confusing. Um, that is actually very confusing. No, is, the name is. of the ship topside was called the Benthic Explorer. I think. Oh, okay. I knew yeah. Explorer was in the name. Yeah. Uh, anyway, though, so yeah, so the the, the story essentially here <clears throat> is uh, you have a group of guys that are drilling at the bottom of the ocean. They're the only ones that are in the area that can get this job done before this hurricane hits. They're under a time frame. They send down a group of three uh, Navy SEALs mm-hmm. or Marines. Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs. Yeah. And uh, the Navy SEALs have their own, you know, mission, basically. Mm-hmm. The rest of the crew doesn't want to do anything with it. And in, through this whole entire mess, they discover an alien species that lives at the bottom of this giant two-and-a-half-mile-long cavern known as the Abyss. The Abyss. Uh, they're down there to recover survivors <laughs> off of, well, they think survivors, off of a nuclear submarine that crashed. And really, they're just there to get nuclear submarine that crashed <laughs> nuclear <laughs> nuclear when really they're there to retrieve the warhead that's the main mission where he'd <clears throat> well not at first at first well, they're looking was... at first they're looking for survivors but well, then I, th- I feel like that was the navy seals as no, well at first prerogative well, it was, was there was that. phase one phase two and phase three phase one was just looking for survivors but then they saw their first um like, well, in the, the seals call it a bogey, and they thought mm-hmm. it was a Russian bogey. So, yeah. once they thought that the Russian bogeys were there, they're like, "Okay, phase two, we have to take one of the warheads and arm it and get when, it ready for." In, instead of it being a Russian bogey, they were aliens. Aliens. Maybe aliens rigged our elections. It hasn't oh been the God. Russians at all. It's the aliens. Because they're they're warning us of of our destructive nature. Okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to put the pieces here, man. Um. <laughs> So I, <clears throat> the warhead, this tiny little—I I mean, I don't—I don't know much about weapons of mass destruction. It's about the but size of a warhead. Yeah. It's pretty crazy because they say that this, this one small—it was probably what, like three and a half feet long. Yeah, uh, it's too long. Maybe four and a half feet. This yeah. one, this one warhead was about five times the ex- like had had five times the explosive destruction uh, capacity of Hiroshima. Yeah. So it's a big ass. It's a big, big ass, ass boom. <laughs> big old boom. Warhead go boom. And uh, so on top of not only do you have the SEALs who have this mission that the rest of the guys don't really, guys and gals don't know about, uh, but also you've got, you start to see these subtle little hints that maybe coffee, Colonel, Co- Colonel Coffee? Is yep. it Colonel Coffee? Well, uh, Lieutenant Coffee. Lieutenant Coffee. Maybe he's going through some shit on the side that nobody really knows about. Yeah. And early on in the movie, uh, I think it's Hippie. 
mentions to somebody like make sure that you make sure you look oh it was uh hippie and maybe Lindsay were talking about it like make sure you look for things no it was Lindsay, oh, it was Lindsay it, and it was, coffee it was Lindsay and coffee when they were uh yeah. they were com- like decompressing yep. or, or compressing she tried, rather she basically tries to explain to them what to look for and they cut her off saying yeah we know yeah coffee keeps everything. saying like we've been they, at this depth before it's not gonna happen they mansplained the shit out of it to her yeah they did bunch of dicks bunch of dicks so anyway, what they don't seem to be aware of is the fact that coffee is already sh- starting to show yeah. signs of uh, His hands what do they call it? Like pres- pressure, pressure psychosis or something. Yeah, like that? some of that. It's not the bends. I kept calling it the bends, even though yeah, that's no. different when you're going up and right, yeah. right. So it's it, it's essentially uh, just when you're under this immense amount of pressure. It has some sort of psychological sure. effect on you. Sure. And coffee seems to be suffering from this, and it gets worse and worse and worse throughout the movie. The thing is, they they kind of realize it early on, and they don't do anything well, about it. They let the they, seals. They let no the the rest of the crew, because hippie hippie says uh, it's after the scene where the uh, the water tentacle comes out. Mm-hmm. I think it's after that scene. Is it that? Well, scene? they already hated him. At that point, like they already. Oh no no! It was okay. I'm sorry. Uh, they go and they retrieve the warhead. Yep. And then Coffee and the other guy are like working on it, and Hippie looks at him through the window with the the little submersible, and they go in there to confront him, and then they walk back out of the room, and Hippie's like, "Did did you see his hands? He's shaking yeah. like a yeah. shaking like a leaf or something like that." And they're like, "Oh my god! Do you think it's like the pressure psychosis?" And so they already know he's losing it, yet they. He, they let him remain in that room with the warhead. Well, because they like, also hey, figure, guys, because they also probably maybe. figure if the, the less they get in on him, though, the less he's gonna freak out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't want you don't want to stress the dude out to where he's just go start going crazy either. I think they waited a little too long probably to like a little take, too long. To probably take, take control. Leave it, leave it to Lindsay to bust into the room and uh, confront him about it. Yeah. Which was a pretty badass move, by the way. Oh, yeah. She's a total badass for this really entire is. movie. I love so, her character. So, so uh, Lindsay and Bud are in the middle of a divorce. They were married. They're in the middle of a divorce. I think they were estranged. I don't know. Are they actually like in the middle of a divorce? Maybe, I think they, they were just maybe, estranged. Maybe they were estranged. That, Seems well, to me like they're still married. But they're not in a good place. How sure. about that? Right. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, yeah, they they need to work together to do what they're going to do. And there's, there's a lot of friction there. And the rest of the movie sort of revolves around their their relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and it goes from bad to, to worse to better to good, basically, mm-hmm. towards the end of the movie. That's kind of the arc yeah. outside of the aliens. Um I think that uh, I think what this movie absolutely succeeds in is the 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 any underwater movie is going to have this, but this movie really really succeeds in my in my eyes with the sense of claustrophobic feelings mm-hmm. and that 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 feeling of being just very tight spaces and all the water. Run- I don't know about you, to me, water being underwater is more claustrophobic than being in like a confined space absolutely dude like what i to me like and i'm not necessarily afraid of water i'm afraid of sharks (laughs) (laughs) i'm not afraid of water however however (laughs) however like the idea though of being underwater is terrifying to me dude like that far like that like seven miles whatever the fuck it is that that is absolutely terrifying uh, what was it two and a half miles by the time wait was it more than that i think it was way more than that yeah 
It's gonna be a oh, correction yeah. oh, for next yeah, week, yeah, but yeah. still, like, yeah, because well, because a, a mile is five. I mean, that was the bottom of the ocean. A mile is five thousand two hundred eighty feet, and he reached eighteen thousand yeah. feet almost, right? So he was almost uh, three miles down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that though, and especially when you couple, uh, like being underwater already is like a like a freaky feeling to me, mm-hmm. and then coupling that with small spaces, like there was the scene where. Uh, Bud and Lindsay are in the submersible and it's wrecked. Oh yeah! And they need to make it back to back to the, the rig. Cr- this is one of the the, the the most important scenes in the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. So Which leads so to a whole lot of you, stuff behind so the scenes. Spoilers if you haven't seen it, but man, that whole scene for me was the most intense scene in the oh, entire yeah. movie. It was that like I feel like <laughs> I, I don't even think I don't even feel like we were watching Lindsay's panic. In that moment, I feel like we were watching the uh, what's the actress's name? Oh, it was well. Okay, so this brings me to another point here. Um, uh, Mary, uh, Mary Elizabeth, Mary, Liz- Mary, Mary Elizabeth Mestrantonio. Mestrantonio. Yep. I feel like we were actually watching her panic in that From moment. From here on out, Mary Elizabeth. Mary, yeah, Mary Elizabeth. <laughs> uh, I feel like we were actually watching her panic in that well, moment. Well, and she was. Was she really? Yeah. So here's the thing. Because that, there like, that was no... very genuine. Like that's how somebody would react when they hit. Like she committed to this plan. Like her plan was like I'm gonna drown on purpose. Yeah. And the water is so cold that it's basically gonna it's gonna slow all of my bodily functions down, but it's not gonna stop them. Yeah. It's just gonna it's basically gonna preserve me. And then like halfway through it, she decides, oh shit, I don't think this is a good idea. And this entire oh, I can't believe this dude, was this my entire idea. scene yeah. the way I was breathing it's I was awful. breathing in like little like <gasps> yeah no I'm I'm, I'm right there like, with you I, w- I was like oh my god this oh, it sucks so behind and then, and then you see her and she's panicking and I was like that's real panic behind the scenes yeah uh you need to understand there were very little to zero stunt doubles in this movie yeah everything that you see the actors doing were the actual actors like when really? they're when they're hit, when they're behind a closed door that is completely filled with water and they're pounding on the glass they are behind a closed door that is filled with water pounding on the glass Ooh. when she was unconscious being dragged by ed harris back after after the scene that you were just talking yeah. about that was actually her really she was holding her breath wow. while they did these scenes um Ed Harris had a mental breakdown during it, and he, and uh, ironically, he was the one that actually was the biggest trooper of the film. Even though Ed Harris and Mary Elizabeth will not even speak about this movie, really, because of their experience was so bad on it, they will not even talk about it. Almost, like, it's almost like they have like PTSD. Sort of. From no, it. So, so what happened was, is uh, for for Ed Harris. There was uh, there was a scene where it's at the very end where he's dropping down the abyss basically right. to get to the uh, to the bomb at the bottom. Yeah, and uh, something with the the way that they did that is they turned the camera sideways and they tugged him along a rock face wall oh, okay. to make it look like he was falling, but yeah. he was really just moving side to side. Right. Um, however, what happened was That's is pretty clever. What happened was is if you remember in the movie, his entire mask was filled with the um, the fluid. The, the fluid. His entire mask was filled with fluid. He was holding his breath the entire time. Really? And uh, he ran out of breath, and he went to go get air, and uh, something didn't work. So another guy came over to give him his respirator, but he put the respirator on upside down. So he started breathing in half seawater, half air. Oh, God. So the guy tried to change it. It didn't work. Another guy finally came over, put real... um, 
put real air on him. But the, the whole thing is, though, is that Ed Harris almost drowned during yeah. the scene. Wow. And uh, after the day was done, he was, like, driving back to wherever he was staying, and he, like, pulled over to the side of the road and broke down crying. Huh. Like, he was a wreck because he almost died on set. Wow. Like, um, And with Mary Elizabeth, the thing was the scene where... Um, she is dead basically and they're trying to bring her back to life mm -hmm. she's lying on this freezing cold floor freezing cold because of the water mm -hmm. with her chest exposed mm -hmm. you know her boobs just hanging out yeah. in front of a whole bunch of people and ed harris because ed harris is a method actor was literally pounding her on the chest oh my God. and james cameron being the the sort of asshole perfectionist that he is <laughs> kept asking for more and more and more takes until he eventually ran out of film wow. and when he ran out of film she jolted up screamed we're not animals and she ran off set holy shit it's like this this entire movie and that, and that was just two things that happened mm. this entire movie making process was in complete fucking nightmare when uh, and 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 to that extent when all the actors arrived on set james cameron the first thing he said to them was welcome to my nightmare filming this movie was was probably the worst conditions up to that date at least especially according to gail ann hurd who was the producer yeah according to her the was the worst environment you could possibly shoot a movie because everything was practically done everything was underwater yeah you know they shot the movie they found an abandoned nuclear reactor site and the entire movie was shot in two areas at least, at least the underwater you had tank a and uh, pool a or pool or tank a and pool mm -hmm. or tank b i forget yeah. what the terminology was um the b was the smaller of the ones it was it held something like two million gallons of water Shit. it was smaller they filmed tank a though in it was basically the housing for a nuclear reactor that they didn't actually finish like mm -hmm. they, they started building it and then the project crumbled and it was just an abandoned site yeah and it I, I want to say that it took something like 11 million gallons of water to fill it wow ridiculous right yeah. and uh they what they what they did is they put a tarp over the water and then they filled the top of the water uh, the surface of the actual water with these these black beads millions upon billions of black beads that way it would block the sun out oh yeah but they could surface easily right um and so it was just this crazy environment they were in wow you know um and and everything was just nuts like like i said those two will not even talk about this movie to this day because their experience was so bad on it wow um and it's just nuts like, and it's funny when you watch the movie it's this it's an incredible movie like the colors i love the colors of underwater movies that like kind of like really bright blue that you get yeah, from, like yeah. with lights shining through water it's just a very cool look and i've mm -hmm. always loved that so it's like you have this weird thing where it's like this, the juxtaposition of this beautifully shot movie against this absolutely horrific working conditions. Mm -hmm. Just ridiculous. Yeah, that's you know? wild, man. Um, that's... Yeah, there's 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 so much to unpack is there about a, this movie. Is there a whole documentary about this movie? There is, because yes. Would, on uh, so on the DVD, because again, they've never released it on Blu-ray. Right. Reason being, James Cameron wants to oversee a transfer. Sure. And he's it's a busy guy. He just hasn't gotten to it. And apparently it's a busy he's... busy guy. Apparently it's because of him. Like yeah. he's been holding it up, but it is coming. Apparently, take that for what it is. But yeah. apparently it's coming. Um, that's a. <clears throat> but yeah, there's that's, there's that's the a lot of cool information though. though. Like I I because I was watching this movie. I've seen this movie countless times. I sure. can't even tell you how many times I've seen it. But every time I watch it, I have new questions, and I'm just like, how did they do that? And how sure. did they do that? And it's like the the idea that they did most of the stuff practically is insane. First of Almost all. all of it. The only things that were CGI were, and we have to talk about this, but like 
actually, before we get to the CGI, there is one more crazy story about the working conditions. Yeah. So the um, tank A, the big tank, mm-hmm. was everything was super behind schedule. The movie ended up when all was said and done, it was four million dollars over budget when they stopped shooting, and it ended up being something like like I, I could, this could be a correction. I want to say that it was like ten million dollars over budget by the time it got to theaters. Oh, sure. Um, one of the things that happened, though, on set is that uh, they weren't finished with the sets. They were super behind schedule. So instead of starting shooting in tank A like they were supposed to, they decided to start shooting in tank B. The problem was the sets that they were building in tank B weren't supposed to be done for a few months. Mm-hmm. So they rushed everything into production. And because of that, if you know anything about water, the pH balances in water, oh, yeah. it's like the, you know algae grows and all this. You need to keep the pH balance at a certain way that you can shoot. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look cloudy or whatever. Right. And the pH balance after a couple of days of shooting got super off. And so what they did is they started dumping a shit ton of chlorine into oh, the pool. Geez. And what ended up happening was the crew members, so all the actors were in their suits basically, mm-hmm. right? But the crew members were not. So what happened was their hair started turning green and started turning white from getting bleached. Mm-hmm. Their body hair started falling off, oh which, in all fairness, who likes body hair? Yeah. That's not that bad. Well, this was the 80s, so. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's People true. People loved they, their body they, hair They, they did then. love their bushes. <laughs> Beige. Um, however, the chlorine chemical burns that they, that oh, they started getting just from being in the water. No way. And this was just the first week of shooting. Oh, gosh. Like, that's how insane this shooting schedule was. It was gnarly, dude. Absolutely fucking gnarly. Uh, but speaking of the CG that you're talking about, so yeah. this movie was the very f- had the very first use of legit CGI in motion pictures, mm-hmm. and that was the main thing was the tunnel of water that comes up out of the uh, the, the surfacing bay that they have. The moon bay. The, the moon, moon is it the moon, moon bay, bay or the moon dock? Moon dock. Sure, we'll call it moon dock. I like that word. Under the moon dock. So you have this like basically this, this spiral of water that comes out, but it's sentient, and it's like searching around their ship, and eventually sees the people, and it starts mimicking it's, their it's faces. It's T one thousand. It's the well. <laughs> So they they did this in this movie. This the scene was specifically written to where they could take it out of the movie because they didn't know if this if the actual effect would work or not. Mm, mm-hmm. So it was actually written to be removed and it wouldn't actually affect the movie at yeah, all. Yeah. But it ended up turning out so much better than they could have ever hoped for mm-hmm. that James Cameron used the exact same technology in his next movie sure. Terminator 2 yeah. and that's how we have the T1000 and all of his liquid goodness. It looked it looked great in this movie. I oh, loved yeah. I loved every like it was it, it, it holds up. It doesn't look corny it's, at all. It looks no, amazing. It's no different than the effects in <clears throat> Jurassic Park. It, it's Mind-boggling, mm-hmm. which which Spielberg got it from the abyss. Sure, he, he went to ILM, who did all the effects for it. Mm-hmm. It's so weird when you look at the very first example of CGI in a movie. Right, is amazing. Jurassic Park is amazing, and then you look at some of the CGI nowadays, and it looks like seriously the back of my nutsack. <laughs> it's so bad. You mean super handsome? <laughs> no, my my point is though. It's just terrible looking. Yeah. Wait, the back of my nutsack actually looks awesome. So that's, that's a bad that's a bad analogy. Yeah. My point is though, the new CGI <laughs> looks terrible. A lot of it. Well, I I wouldn't say a lot of it. Mm. Well, yeah, whatever. A lot I of don't, it looks the terrible. stuff that's done well looks really good. But uh, no, that's gotta that's, be though because our our screens are so clear nowadays. Like it's all like 4K, you know this, that, that. I su- where it doesn't hide the defects. I suppose you know? it could be. But I was watching this on an upconverted Blu-ray player. 
So, you know what I'm saying? Even there, though, you know what I'm saying? It still looks amazing. Well, but even the camera quality, like the, you know, how many pixels it could film and all the, all this stuff. Uh, that's true. You know, wasn't up to par of, of what it is today. So That's true. I mean, things are definitely better nowadays. I guess that's, that's very true. But... Even still, though, it's still a, a, a feat oh, yeah. To, oh, yeah. for those oh, effects yeah. to hold Park up now. Yeah. You know? yeah, and that part, uh, what were you watching it on? You, say, you said you were watching it on DVD? DVD in, my, in a Blu-ray player, which automatically converts it you know, right. at least a little bit. And I watched, yeah. I watched it on Prime, which is Prime with the Cinemax add-on. <laughs> so, which is which is probably, all, I, I mean, it's obviously the, the dig, digital transfer. Yeah. Um, yeah, that part looks amazing though, and the and and when Michael Bean's character uh, Coffee like closes the door on it and everything falls like it turns back into yeah, water. Yeah, it's so yeah, cool. I fucking love that part. It's, it's so, so cool. cool. Um, the how did the uh, like the actual aliens, the NTIs at the end? How did that hold up for you? Amazing. Yeah. So so here's the thing: the uh, the DVD version that I own is the special edition that has. Roughly 25 minutes or so. Yeah, minutes, right. Think, roughly yeah. 25, 28, whatever. Mm-hmm. Minutes of footage added back in that were not in the theatrical cut. So you have this whole underlying story of while they're down there trying to, you know, so they're down there with these these Navy SEALs. There's a, a, a giant storm up on the surface mm-hmm. and they get stranded down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Navy SEALs start freaking out, thinking that the Russians are around them when it's really aliens and they basically want to arm a warhead to go bomb the alien uh area the, right. the bottom of the abyss where they they're, think they're, the russians they're are taking from. there's all all of, all communication to the surface has been yeah. cut off yep. so coffee is calling the shots but coffee is also suffering from uh, pressure induced psychosis yeah yeah he's so, freaking out <laughs> so the other two seals thank god one of them has a, a conscience and like and kind of goes against his his orders but uh yeah, they're, he essentially thinks that the Russians are sitting at the bottom of the ocean sending these ridiculous, ridiculously high-tech submersibles to, uh, to like, figure out what the hell's yeah, going on with us. Yeah, the spies, basically. Yeah, they're whatever, spies, yeah. and so he's going to send a warhead down there. When really, they're trying, he's going to send a warhead down to destroy this alien life where they just made first contact with. Right. Which, by the way, I really hope the very first time that we ever have first contact, or when we did have first contact, did. the aliens had did. a super sweet video package to show us. Oh, yeah. Hell because yeah. <laughs> that was, you know that they was pretty did. awesome. And, <laughs> by the way, the aliens, great fucking cable reception at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> I'm not sure how they managed that. Great cable reception. They got all the good channels. All the news channels. All the... That's what those when they finally come when they finally surface <laughs> oh, at the end of the movie. Dennis, those those like the, the eight giant towers off of their ship. Those are all cell phone cell phone and uh, cable towers. So so the part of the movie that was uh, part of the special edition that was not part of the theatrical was there's this whole sub story of like the Cuban Missile Crisis and a whole bunch of stuff going on, um, and uh, the aliens basically have been watching humanity, mm-hmm. and they have deemed them to be basically unfit to continue as a life form. You know, they, they're going to destroy the human race based on the fact that all we do is fight, all we do is destroy each well, other, it's, violence, it's, it's all our, that stuff. Our, yeah, our greed and our violence yeah. is has has reached an apex where it's now a threat to them. Yeah. Because if we start blowing the fucking planet up, it's going to eventually Space reach, Force! <laughs> it's um. it's going to re- <laughs> it's going to reach the depths, you know. It's going to it's going to turn their 
uh, ecosystem yeah. into shit, yeah. just like so we're wanna, turning so our own So basically, they want to kill us shit. to preserve themselves. And so you get this great sequence. They don't want to kill us. Well, but they're going to but to preserve gonna, themselves. They, they threaten us. They have this. They have this great sequence where they basically they have control of the water. Obviously, they're aquatic aliens, and mm-hmm. they can control the water. So they they send these massive, forty thousand, story, thousand foot tidal thousand waves, foot tidal yeah. waves uh, to all of the the land masses. Mm-hmm. Yet they stop as soon as they hit the the uh, the, the surface. Basically, as mm-hmm. soon as they hit the beaches. And uh, it's because Ed Harris is down there thinking that he was going to basically kill himself to save his people. And they realize that there is goodness in humanity. Right. And it's a, it's this gesture of not all humanity is bad. Maybe we're making a mistake. And it's because of him that they, at least this is how I took it, because of him, they stop doing it. Right. And he was like this beacon of hope, basically, for the aliens. Yeah. And they raise their giant ship up from the bottom, and all this really cool stuff happens, and so, it's awesome. So let me say, uh, so I've seen the extended cut before mm-hmm. with that whole angle where they have the tidal waves, and they show him all the uh, the the images of war and stuff like that. Yeah. And they say, hey, uh, you guys are fucking things up, so we're about to destroy you unless we can work something out. This time around, for this episode, because I didn't watch the extended cut with you guys the other night, and because you can't find the extended cut anywhere online, mm-hmm. even to rent, yeah, um, I watched the theatrical version, which omits all of that. Yeah, yep. That stuff is so important for the story. Like, I agree. It's, it was annoying. Like he gets so uh, Ed Harris's character, but he gets to the. It was still good. It was still very enjoyable. But like he gets to the part where he disarms the nuke. Uh, his oxygen, his like fluorocarbon oxygenated liquid which or whatever we'll get, the hell. Which we'll talk about that. Yeah, last, that's that's next, gnarly. But yeah. Um, uh, that's about to run out, and then finally one of the the aliens comes and retrieves him and takes him down to this you know, giant alien civilization down at the bottom of the, the ocean. And all they do is they bring them into this room where they like separate the water and they let them like it, they fill it with oxygen. He can breathe again. And they show him his last two, what is essentially 1989's version of text messages oh, to yeah. Lindsay. <laughs> uh, uh, um, knew this was a one way ticket. Yeah. I knew this yeah. was a one way ticket, but you knew I had to come love you wife. And then they look at each other and they start to fade into the background and he looks at them and he just goes thumbs, <laughs> thumbs up thumbs up shit's cool and i'm just like this i i kind like it, it, it was it was still a good it, it was work. still a good movie up until that point but i understand why that that extra um, 15 minutes of expose at the end is yeah. absolutely necessary it's crucial, to, yeah. to rope people in. It explains everything. Because now, because this movie didn't do well critically. No, and a lot of people hated the ending. That's one of the reasons yeah. why he was okay with cutting that stuff out yeah. is because at the test audiences, which granted, the test audience were shown unfinished effects at mm-hmm. the end of the movie, which right. is why you should never show a test audience unfinished effects. Um, they hated it, and he right. was okay with getting rid of it. Right. Which was a bad call because yep. that stuff at the end is so so crucial to the story yeah um yeah that's but, um, my anyway that's the my la- i think the last thing we need to talk about is the the advent of something in this movie of liquid breathing mm. and here's the crazy thing about it that's real 
That yeah. is real. I didn't, it is I didn't, a real thing. I didn't know that until earlier today, and yeah. my mind so, is blown. There is a scene where they take a rat, the rat that is always on uh, uh, Hippie's Hippie. shoulder, yeah. and they put it in this gel, basically this weird like gel water oxygenated liquid. Oxygenated fluorocarbon fluid. Yes, that. Um, and they put this rat in this fluid, and they cover it with a cage. Mm-hmm. What you see on camera is real. Yeah. The rat is legitimately breathing the liquid. That was not a trick. They did it with five different rats. All five rats survived, with the exception of one. However, it didn't die because of that. It died like a year later, two months before its release, which people were all up in arms saying, Whoa, you killed it. Because it it was smoking two packs a day, couldn't kick the habit. Now, granted, apparently one of the reasons why they had to cut away from it is because during the process, (laughs) the rat shit. shit in the water <laughs> and um they, they didn't want people to see that which to me says well that rat was harmed because it was freaking out and it shit itself <laughs> like so don't tell me that rat wasn't kind of weirdly harmed somehow it was it was freaking out you, i don't know though was yeah, it know. was it was it harmed any more than uh mary elizabeth was when in, during her almost drowning scene maybe that's why she said we're not animals because she saw the rat Shitting itself. Actually, that's probably pretty <laughs> accurate. They probably they probably filmed that scene first. Yeah, and very well they saw be. what they I did mean, with the the animals. Who and knows? She's like, but we're not animals. Yeah, who knows? But um, yeah, crazy though. I didn't know that existed. I didn't know that was a real thing. Now I don't know if they've that, ever human tested it. Yeah, I, that I don't know. Obviously, Ed Harris wasn't breathing it in, but like, right. I have no idea in real life I they love did. That scene, though, but man. I kind of want to look into it now. I love that scene. It's good. His reaction is so genuine mm-hmm. when, like, he starts to take that stuff oh, yeah. into his lungs. He's freaking out. And what the Navy SEAL says to him is, is, it makes sense in a way. I mean, settle down, like you know. Well, he says, "Hey, we all we all breathed fluid for oh. nine months before we were born. Like, your body will, your remember. body will remember, remember how to yep. do it, and and it's and really." It does. It makes sense. If it works (laughs) in rats, which it does, because they legitimately did it with that actual stuff on set. Right. I would love to see if this ever went further into human testing. It'd be incredible. I know, right? We would just fill swimming pools with it, and then you could just dive down to the bottom and just swim around for as long as you wanted to. Awesome. (laughs) I actually, I actually, never mind. I I have dreams. (laughs) I have a reoccurring dream where I can actually breathe underwater. I don't know what that means but I have it quite often. It's weird. Maybe I'm just supposed to be in the abyss. I don't know. I was going to try and analyze it real quick, <laughs> but I'm not smart enough. Speaking of analyzing, I think we've analyzed this movie enough. Yeah, there's, a lot, yeah. uh, there's a lot in there that we haven't talked about, but watch the movie. If you yeah. haven't watched it, it's, it's incredible. It's fantastic. It's great. Get a, get a hold of the extended cut if you Please can, do. because Please there's do. some very uh, vital stuff in there that that is omitted in the theatrical version so yep. yeah yep. definitely try and get a hold of that if you can absolutely so uh guys to, cheers uh, uh, cheers uh cheers three years cheers to the years cheers to cheers. the years um you know we are entering our fourth year of podcasting uh we didn't think we'd make it to episode two we've said that quite often yep. but we did and we're here and uh you know episode i guess if this is is this 150? 151. This is 151. Oh, it's the very first. 150 yeah. is exactly three years. Mm, okay. So 151, we're starting over at one, sort of, right? Kind yeah. of. 
in a weird way. That, that makes sense right now. I look forward to many more uh, many more weeks with you gentlemen. Yeah, boys. It's been a fun ride. Yeah, it's been great. Um, I quit. <laughs> me, me too. You stole See my it. thunder, you bitch. Jay, it's on you. Taking it, man. <laughs> Taking the wheels. No, uh, thank you. Thank you to everybody who still listens or, or continues to listen. Or, thank you to uh, people that have contributed to the show, Wendy. She contributed with her awesome art, which we are still doing something <laughs> with, by the way. I promise you. Yeah, Mike. We're just slow. <laughs> Mike is just lazy, uh, Wendy, and he hasn't gone to buy a uh, a frame yet for that picture. But it will be. Uh, I, there's other stuff we're planning on doing with it too. It will be up on this wall at be. some point in time. Um, and uh, uh, Chaos Manus. Chaos Manus, Mindless Genius. There's, I mean, there's tons of people. The guys mm-hmm. over at uh, uh, Beyond the Void. Oh yeah. Um, Grave plots, Kyle Laugh, who's also with Beyond the Void now, yep, but yep. Uh, Laughing Laughing Horror Podcast. He we've used made, to be. We've made a lot of really great friends, you know. Yeah. Our 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 base is 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 small, but good. Small but good. Small but good. Which is uh, it's kind of an accurate description of Mike. It's true. It's <laughs> very very true. No, you know what the thing is? The thing was this. You know, we when we started this show. I, I don't know. I expected maybe some friends to listen to it. Maybe we pick up a couple of listeners, but we, you know we, you know we average. All we do well, for us. Yeah, we do well. We and did. We, that is, we do more than we ever expected. And we to know do, there's a so. lot more people that listen that don't contribute all the time. And for all of you people, what do you mean, you people? Um, for for all you guys though, like we we you know we we're grateful for for everyone. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Whether you. Anything more than ten in our eyes, exactly. Was well, you know, <laughs> and we are well, well past that, and that's still mind-boggling to me when I look at our numbers every single week. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But apparently, people like our dumbasses. So, yeah, and it's like we're an acquired taste. I, I'll be the first to admit that. Spicy. <laughs> we can be an acquired taste, that's, but um, that's the taste. You thank need... you for acquiring our taste, <laughs> and um, we hope that you enjoy it. Absolutely, and. Uh, if you want to find us for the next three years on social media, Jay's like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> you can find you us. Might, that might be a correction in the future because because the Facebook might not exist in three years. That's Some true, of these things true. might be dropping off, man. We'll be in Mindbook. Mindbook. We're going to be directed. Find us on Mindbook. <laughs> if you'd like to tap into your microchip that Apple put there when you were born, oh, really? uh, you can you can find us at. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> maybe, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter. That'll still be around because Twitter's not going anywhere. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC and all major streaming slash mind melding services. And you know what will be around for millennia to come? If you want to find J Raj, the classic.com, baby. I don't think those are going away anymore. <laughs> never, never. You can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. Yeah, yeah, well, gentlemen, yeah. It's been fun for three years. Like Gallic Jay said, here's the three more. We'll be back next week with the uh, finishing touches of our Chucky retrospective. <laughs> See you then. Yeah. Prost. Prost. Cheers, boys. Try and have a good night.